I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Kick things off, five-second guitar solo. I hate that song. Very good. Anytime we rep, oh boy, we're going to hear a lot from Bill Belichick apparently in the next few minutes if he's talking about music he hates. Although I don't know. Maybe he'd be a big fan. I don't know. It he's, seems not like- gonna, he's not going to hear it because he's going to be giving a speech. It seems oh, like- <laughs> how about that? Hot take theater right there. Greetings and welcome inside. It is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, visit geico.com. And yes, we start now as is evidenced but every night our show is now extended to four hours 
Not one, not two, not, two, not, not three. three, four hours. Get him up, start. four. 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast in 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 Central time and Mountain time and 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 whatever other time and Hawaii. It's All two across hours the globe. You know, Hawaii. It's like the beginning of afternoon drive. It's like people just getting in their cars, ready to go to the beach, and it's like, hey, we're gonna get them all fired up, ready to dominate those waves, can't get people dominate all of those conversations. No, as they're paddling yeah. out, hey, did you hear what those guys said? Yeah, let's go. As they're paddling out to the surf, do you know what those guys said? That's no, right. Listen, nobody is fired up in Hawaii. Relax. They're all enjoying the best quality of life in the world. We're just gonna hang out and what? And just price hang index out. is pretty and high. What? Though. We're gonna hang out and what? Just hang out. All right, I like that. I'll tell you, the t- two biggest things I was surprised about when I went to Hawaii. Number one, how big the moon was. Oh, my God, the moon looks like it's outside my window. Two, how much McDonald's was. Oh, my God. I got a, I got a meal, and it was like 10 bucks. Yes, I did go to it McDonald's when I went to Hawaii. It takes a lot to it's import like 10 that kind bucks of meat. for a yes. meal at McDonald's. It's in New York City. I got a Big Mac fries and a drink, Ten twenty nine. $10. Are you, you kidding me? You need to me? travel a bit more. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah no, okay. no, no, it's not horse. Come on, come on, come on, come on. But even here in Los Angeles, you're talking eight bucks for the, yeah. the premium meal plus tax, <laughs> unless you're walking around with a bunch of coupons, <laughs> super savers. Yeah. Or okay. you go to the dollar menu. We talked about cheeseburgers yesterday <laughs> on National Cheeseburger Day. We'll get back in that. Today's National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yeah. Um, so it, today I'm going to talk like Derek Bell. I'm commencing Operation Shutdown right now. <laughs> Derek, Take that for Derek Bell. Yeah, you got to Google that. The one. former outfielder? Yeah. Okay, very good. Uh, I don't get it. You said something that made me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, we have a big time fast food hamburger chain that is upset with us. Sponsor the show. Because we didn't mention them in our fantasy cheeseburger draft rankings yesterday. Remember yesterday we did a whole thing yep. in a 10-team cheeseburger fantasy draft. Who are your first six picks? We did the first six picks, and we didn't mention this national chain, and they hit me up today on Twitter saying, what's up with that? So they were upset. We'll get to that this hour. Talk to Scott Shapiro. Talk to our team. No, no, no. You can't. Sponsor the show. No, that's like payola or pagola or whatever it is. No, it's not. It's telling them that we have a quality product. They're telling us they have a quality product. You can't can't just say, hey, sponsor the show and we'll say no. No, I'm not. That's completely illegal. That is not what I'm trying to say. Harmon's going to jail, 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 jail. Harmon is just trying to tell them. got arrested. No. Harmon is just trying to say very matter of fact. Sponsor the show and we'll say good no! things about it. No, that, 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 really, that wasn't the point. That, that's not how that's it works. That's not what I said. That's exactly what that I said. That is not what I said. I said, said we, we, no. we like to be have a sponsor here no. in, in the studio. No, I, I, I think I said, here's somebody who said bad things about us. You said didn't say bad things. the show. And it, it implied no, that. No, it did not imply anything. You, really? No. That did, that was on yeah. you. Hang on, Geico's online too. They want to talk to you about something. That little no, no, it's the Geico. Studio. No, the little lizard who wants yeah. to talk to you about things. He's he's very upset. They don't own the entire show, do they? He's uh, <laughs> he's, he's buying pool and Hawaii. Aren't, aren't there other opportunities? Can I can I to buy into the network? I'd like to talk to that Harmon fellow and talk to him what it means to sponsorship and the difference between payola and plugola. I'm well aware. I just passed the test. <laughs> the point was. Uh, We'd like to be in business. I, I, I'd like perhaps. to. I'd like to stay on the air, and you stop talking about hey, say nice things, and we'll say. I nice did things. not say that's, that. That's, you know, you can't trade. We do trade. I didn't for say this. I was doing no, trade. Everybody, everybody trains for this. No, I did not say that. That's what uh, we were doing. 
You're fired. You just immediately went into the, hey, people are saying bad things about us. <laughs> Sponsor the show. show. Maybe that'll change. Oh, okay. Uh, <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. It did. It did. And we need to get to something even bigger. Let's go. Then, and I'd like to get the attention of everybody away from you, potentially breaking federal laws. I did not do anything. The I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, lead lap, Alex Tyson on the other side of the Look, Lee, Lee and Alex are grabbing their stuff and leaving. Look, they're walking out right now. They're done. They're done. The phone. Look, the, right. the bat phone is ringing. There's a red phone ring, and it's melting. So Harmon just said people were mad at us. Okay. If, if you had to say if the needle would move one way towards what Harmon was saying – uh, 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 illegal or legal? Which way would it go? If you had the needle, had to just not go all the way one way, <laughs> but just which way would the needle point? I feel like there's a fine line there, and it might be pointing towards that one. <laughs> if we had to pick, I love Geico. <laughs> I love Geico too. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, phone number 87799. Come on, on in if you will. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, uh, live from the Geico Studios. Um, we have a lot of NFL to get to today. Antonio Brown's going to continue to be in the news, I think, for the rest of the year. Uh, but big news today. We now know who will be in the Super Bowl. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> Sam, 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 Sam. No, no, no. they're not going to beat the, the Browns. He's I, trash. I'm very, whoa, I am very nervous about that game. As you know, I am very nervous. I have time to be nervous. I'm very nervous. But we know definitively who is going to be in the Super Bowl because it was revealed today that Maroon 5 will play halftime. Of Super Bowl 53. That's Super Bowl Lee. Hey, Lee. That's Super Bowl Lee. Maroon 5. And their charismatic, good-looking star of the voice, frontman Adam Levine. Hey, I did a little <sighs> bit on American Horror Story a couple of years ago. Did he really? I'm good. Yeah, he did. He was only in the very beginning. Okay. Oh, yeah, he got killed pretty pretty fast. Oh, good. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad they killed Adam Levine in that show. <laughs> I hope they're all You're just reading into anything I say today. I just said, and they killed him, and you said, good. <laughs> I I can't I can't cut that up. I can't cut that up. They killed him. Good. All right. Very no, nice. you just the matter of fact, it was it was a pretty fast appearance. He was in it. Okay, yeah. well he got in. Yeah, they killed him. No. In. Oh, good. No, good, good, but good. I meant that good. he got into the show. Oh, good. Okay, because it's a what ninth or tenth season that they're running on here. Sure, he's part of an anthology. Yeah, good no, for him. It is. It is. It was. Good. That means an extra thing on his IMDb. But your good wasn't after when I said he was in. American Horror Story. You could have said, oh, good. You saved your good for after I said they killed him. Oh, good. I mean, that's what you saved it for there. Just meant he got, he got to, to have a natural end other than are, just being written out of the show. You are he sleeping. shows up in town, and then he leaves town. This way, you at least are part of a, a story that continues. You are sweating illegality so far tonight here in the first <laughs> few minutes of the show. Look, now this news was the biggest news of the day in football. Maroon 5 playing the Super Bowl will play halftime. This is exactly, first of all, the big takeaways from this. Number one, it's exactly what the NFL wants the halftime show to be. Some soothing pop favorites of recent years past, like an adult contemporary radio station. We're unoffensive. We're going to make you move a little bit, 
but we're going to play some melodic songs. They're just going to have you easy, cool, no controversy. Don't have to worry about anybody holding up a sign for anything, anybody saying something political. Nope, we're just going to have Maroon 5 play their inoffensive blend of pop music that bridged the aughts into the teens, and that's where we're going to go, and everybody can just sit back and go, ah, I'm not offended and have... Nothing good stake here. I'm just going to listen to Maroon 5 and make a sandwich. Get ready for the second half. That's Maroon 5. That's what the NFL wants. How do they get to Maroon 5? <laughs> is this just what what net network is airing it this year? <laughs> this is, I haven't gone that far like in my CBS, spirit. right? Because, you know, well, Maroon 5 has been around. Look, first of all. I, I just don't don't get how this pushes any <laughs> anything forward. Oh, yeah. He got killed pretty, pretty fast. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Right there. That was it. How's that a... That's it. Oh, good. Oh, good. 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 Are yeah. we not part comedy show? No, I'm just. I'm just saying. This, <laughs> oh, you had a good run. This shows you that the aughts in music, the aughts, were really tough. It was a vast, barren wasteland of music in the aughts. It was Eminem through the first couple of years. Well, he wasn't there very long. No, first was he? couple. That's why <laughs> yeah. I said first couple of years. Right, he got us through like 2002, and then it was Nickelback for like the next. 75 years. They sold a lot of records. Was Nickelback, and that's it. Nickelback. Oh, and then finally, American Idiot came out in 2008. Oh, my God, thank goodness. Was it really that late? Yeah, 2008? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like it's much longer. Most ago. of the aughts, it's like, close your eyes, picture you're in a desert, and look out, and all you're seeing is de- maybe a tree every now and again. That's what the music wasteland was back in the aughts. I got to be aughts honest. Is so forgettable. Yeah, I mean, once my daughter arrived in 2005, I had... um. A lot of Lori Berkner band, Raffi, uh, the Wiggles, and things of that nature. So anything that might have passed for music at that mm. point, I didn't hear. There's a couple of uh, blank years on the old music <laughs> scale there. <laughs> Sports, hey, I got the White Sox in 2005. There's a lot of good. But, so, uh, yeah, that, that not so much. No, no, no. Well, definitely, the, the Wiggles, definitely. They should play halftime of the Super Bowl. You get a lot of kids. You want the kids to watch? Get the Wiggles to play. Or just get a guy in a blue shirt, a guy in a red shirt, a guy in a yellow shirt. Isn't that shirt, what they do now? Don't they license it. it out at yeah, this point? that just license out the shirts. That's all it is. I don't even need a suit. It's just a shirt you have to fit. Not in. even Johnny Bravo of the no. old Brady Bunch fame. Mar- Maroon 5 sweaters. playing the Super Bowl. Twitter Twitter at How About a Fresca. Murray's the real talented one. <laughs> He's the he's the only it's guy that Murray. can't lose. Yeah, it's all. all they right. lose Murray, forget it. Then suddenly it's you know it, they're not even gonna be able to put two notes together. Uh, but let's take a look. Counting down from five to one, the best Maroon Five songs. All right, best okay. Maroon Five songs. We're gonna hear them in the Super Bowl because they're gonna play all of their non-offensive hits. Well, plus they gotta have smile. a new song to done. This song one's from world, our new they? album. That's when everybody flushes their toilet. Oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, like when Guns N' Roses does Coma, and I go, hey, oh, hey, time to go to the bathroom. This 11 minute song your that mouth. stinks. It's a I'm good go. song. No, it's not. It's a fantastic they song. Insist on playing. Yeah, and coma. then they play 97 minutes of knocking on Heaven's door. <laughs> Waste my time. Yeah, but that's a good song. Yeah, it's so brief. The Bob Dylan song is brilliant because it's about a minute and a half, and it goes off and fades out. <laughs> Comes and goes. All right, let's all do a sing along for the next ten minutes. No, I'm gonna. No. I'm gonna start with this. At number five for Maroon Five is a tie between This Love, Misery, and She Will Be Loved because they're all the same song. It's all the same. It's all the pop songs about a woman that that they love and they respect, and all the songs are the same. All the songs are the same. They're all, they're all interchangeable from one another. These are all their biggest hits, but they are all interchangeable. They're all the same song. 
Which one can you dance to best? Uh, misery, you probably can. Well, slow dance or like misery. Well, you gotta have a slide over, most. baby. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm too old for the other. Well, this love, <laughs> she will be loved. That's that's you know that's kind of where you're at. Whoa. So those yeah, three songs song. come in. I'm with Belichick on that one. I hate that song. Uh, number I four hate that song. makes me wonder. Makes me wonder is a good one. This one you have to dance to. You can sing along in the car. Very underrated. Makes me wonder. Extremely underrated. Has Bruno Mars sampled this beginning uh, yet? Bruno Mars has sampled everything that everybody's ever done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah number, this has a good good kind of jam to it. Number more three, yeah. Daylight. And fast on Alex Tyshirt with all the songs, by the way. Daylight's a pretty good song. It moves a little bit. See, when their songs move a little bit, they're not bad. It's still inoffensive pop music. Yeah, I it's, don't know. This you know, one. it's like the when the when 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 Disney bands do like hot songs, but they replace lyrics with kid friendly lyrics, like Bruno Mars when they go uh, uh, for um, uh, Uptown Funk. Uh, fill my cup, put some liquor in it, and 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 the Disney kids singing and go, fill my cup, put some milk in it. You know, like when they do, do they that. really? Yeah, oh, they do that. Yeah, That's, no. that offends me. See, daylight is a good song. Daylight's a pretty good song. I like daylight. Wow, it's hopeful. It's a good yoga song. Sure. Right now you're transitioning between positions. Yes. (laughs) Maybe your ass is in the air. Up dog. (laughs) Down dog. Makes for a good video. Number two. Yeah. Sunday morning. It is also very inoffensive, like this love, misery, she will be loved. It's kind of the same song, but it was in love actually. So I'm putting this at number two because anything in love actually is great. So I'm putting this at number two. If Bill Nye sings it, it's even better. <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. And without a doubt, the best Maroon 5 song, if you have the moves like Darnold, this is the number one song. He's trash. Stop. This is Maroon 5's best song. Yeah, but haven't you had enough of this? No, it's no, you kidding. This is one of those songs that gets in your head. It's like a tapeworm and it just moves around your brain and then it stops and you realize, okay, I've forgotten about this song for a while. Yeah, and tapeworm's then, not a good thing. Moves. You're thinking about the earworm? Tapeworm in your brain. Yeah. Right? Or an earworm. Tapeworm's earworm. in your stomach. Yeah. But if a tapeworm Ta- is in tapeworm's your head. Tapeworm's doing some, some damage. Right, but that could, that a could be a considerable amount Wait a of damage. That could, but that could be a horror movie, though. Tapeworm in the brain. Ooh. Tapeworm. This Halloween, get a case of brain tapeworm. Ah! People are But moves like Jagger. Tapeworm came out in 2010. Uh, it, was, it was a movie already? We got to call Ferrante. I mean, he's got to get on that with us. There you go. But you can't, you can't, moves like Jagger, it's, it's got every, it's got that beat that just never leaves you. Well, and you think about Mick Jagger. You know, actually, you know what I think about? I think about um, Antonio Sabato Jr., because my wife loved him, loved him, loved him when he was on uh, General Hospital, and his name on the soap opera was Jagger. Jagger. It was, yeah. I'm like, what a great name that is for a guy. Like, it works pretty you well. Could be, I'm the best looking man in the world, and he was for a long time. That dude is a good looking dude, man. And <laughs> your name? What's your name? Jagger. It's just such a such a swaggerific Jagger name. It's like I'm Jagger. I will have sex with any woman I want to. That's what that name says. So that's why there that's you go. Next level. There's right the there. best song. There you have it. You like that. You like how we're talking about this, and I said that as Deb Carson is walking around the studio with her daughter uh, for a couple of minutes. Here, I wait so. till low. Prank caller, prank caller, prank caller. That was Mike Harmon who said that. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, you're not going to believe 
what John Gruden said. I mean, it may not be as compelling as Maroon 5 and breaking that down. You're not going to believe what he said, Fox. Oh, yeah, he got killed pretty pretty fast. Oh, good. Yeah. Yep, going to hear Maroon 5 all night. Inoffensive, somewhat stimulating pop music of the aughts. Right oh, yeah, here he got on. killed pretty, pretty fast. Oh, good. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio. Your light, refreshing favorites in a 50-minute music sweep. Yay. I just like the key you keep saying aughts. The aughts. I don't think I've ever heard that in a bumper on a... You know, we spent... I mean, we say that, but... <laughs> we spent the last few minutes talking about Maroon 5 playing the Super Bowl. We 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 talked about how their inoffensive brand of pop music, this is what the NFL wants. They don't sure. want controversial acts. They don't want Beyonce again. They don't want... You know, this is what they want. And Isaac tweets in, and this is awesome. Jason, Mike, the Maroon 5 take was one of your worst. <laughs> You know what? I'll, I'll take that. That take is what? That's a hot troll take right there. That is a hot troll take. That is one of your worst takes on Maroon 5. Look I mean, that. since we, Jason ranked his top five Maroon 5 songs, how about you rank our top five worst Oh, wow. Takes. This is in This is in there? Wow. Maroon 5 well, I'll take them. I don't know if, that, if that's one of them. Maroon 5. Add How About a Fresca. Add Swollen. Don't bring the pain. This is one of your worst takes ever. <laughs> Bring the pain because the White Sox just got walked off by Kipnis. Yeah, I'm sorry about uh, and that, buddy. He, you know, there's all sorts of Gatorade and and fluids flying everywhere. It's a problem. Is that your hundredth loss? No, only 92nd. Oh, but oh, uh, 92. Okay, they're getting there. Yeah, you'll be there. Another. Yeah. I mean, they're never going to catch the Orioles. You got you got eight games left. You get you got you can lose all eight. Oh, we get. No, you can do that. That's yeah, fine. yeah. No, there's no question about it. You're not going to believe what John Gruden said today, and I mean it. You're not going to believe it. John Gruden in his weekly press conference was asked about how the Raiders are going to get after the passer. They have a tough time getting to the quarterback. The Raiders are 0-2. And certainly the reason that John Gruden is front and center and making a lot of headlines is the trade of Khalil Mack. At worst, the second best defensive player in the NFL who specializes in getting to the quarterback. So he's been asked about Khalil Mack and why'd you make this? And it's ridiculous. We've told you many times it's about John Gruden's ego. He wants to get rid of people that are going to compete with his voice in the locker room. They traded Khalil Mack. He tries to play the we traded Khalil. No, he traded Khalil Mack. But then today, when he was asked about getting to the quarterback and, and getting players who can get to the quarterback, John Gruden actually said this. It's hard to find a great one. It's hard to find a, a good one. It's hard to find one. You just said it. You know, college football now, they're, they're not really dropping back to pass and throwing footballs anymore. They're throwing laterals and they're throwing bubble screens and they're running read options. So you got to train these guys. It takes a little bit of time to learn how to rush the passer. we got some guys that are in that process right now. It's hard to find a great one. It's hard to find a great guy to rush the quarterback. You know it is. No, but the best one, he, he, no, no, he keeps going down the, the stepladder. It's like it's it's hard to find a great one. Well, it's hard to find a good one. It's hard. It's well, it's hard to find one. You know, if he didn't have probably the best pass rusher in the NFL, I would say, well, I'd agree with him. But I mean, he actually said that it's hard to find a great one. You had a great one. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to take down a little bit here because you know, to, I I might think my head could explode and I could have an aneurysm. You had Khalil Mack. You did not have to trade him. You could have signed him long-term. He wanted to stay. We knew the money it was going to take. It wasn't anything that was outlandish, but you decided that you weren't going to pay a 27-year-old linebacker in his prime who gets to the quarterback. This is a guy you build around. You trade him in the, in the middle of his prime, 
and then to go say, you know, guys like that don't don't grow on trees. It's a, when we said be careful for John Gruden because the NFL passes people by when you're out of the game for two years. John Gruden was out a long time. And what are we seeing? John Gruden has mishandled many things since coming back. He thinks, hey, I'm in the broadcast booth. I'm still involved in the game. I do my Gruden's training camp and all this stuff. I have the quarterbacks coming and I break down how they're throwing things on TV. Yeah, I can walk back into a locker room. I know, I know what it's done. The world is different. The world changed in 30 seconds for Sonny Weaver and, Just and like the Cleveland that. Browns right. on draft day. John Gruden was out of the game for a long time. And now he's come back trying to continue to coach like he coached 10 years ago. Uh, you know, I don't like my best player. I can deactivate him. I can trade him. When he was in that run, when he went to the Super Bowl with the Raiders and when he went to the Super and won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, rather, hey, he could do what he wanted to. He could get rid of Keyshawn Johnson. He could move on from the Raiders. He could get rid of Randall Cunningham. You're, now suddenly he walked back in and, and he thinks he can do this? No, now he has completely blown a lot of his trust with the team. Nobody believes that he has a finger on what needs to be done to make the Raiders better. I I, I certainly don't. The trade of Clement made absolutely no sense. No. Absolutely no From sense. From an administrative perspective, you've already created one massive gaffe, and you've also hamstrung your team to be competitive, right? You had a nice game here against Denver for a half, and the numbers that Derek Carr put up were fine. But even threw him under the bus in week one, took shots at him of how he didn't find Amari Cooper. Yeah, and they got 100, 116 yards and 10 receptions. Offensively, they, they left so many points on the board this past week, and then they let Denver get back in the game because they have no pass rush whatsoever. And it's one thing to say, okay, we've got a guy, we've got a young guy that we know is explosive and is coming in. Khalil Mack isn't here. That's fine. I've got guys ready to come in and dominate. He had no such thing. He had no guy ready to to disrupt the opposing offense and create disruption and and give you any semblance of a pass rush to to move move the chains in the other direction and and affect field position, etc. So now you you're questioning not only how he's handling the personnel from the administrator, right, with that cap on. But from a coaching perspective, he's not getting the best out of the guys that are on the, on the field. And he took his high-priced quarterback, whether he likes him or not for the long term, and there's a lot of debate over the last couple of weeks in the media world as to whether that John Gruden likes or dislikes Derek Carr. But at least for now, he's going to keep you at arm's length based on that and the fact that you traded Khalil back. So you lose one of your leaders in two ways, by just going after him personally but then going after the guy that's supposed to get him the ball back. He's been out of the game for a decade, right? The last time he coached was 2008. Yeah. You're seeing how easy it is, even for a guy with a great resume like John Gruden has, to come in and the NFL game currently be too much for him. Players are more powerful. Certain players are more valuable than they were 10 years ago. Right? You said we can get a guy to rush the quarterback. No, when you get a great guy to rush the quarterback, you got to keep him. But in John Gruden's mind, oh, you know, I've is always about the offensive uh, offensive game plan. I'm always about the quarterbacks. You got to realize you got to pay that guy because now in today's NFL, when you have someone that can get to the quarterback and disrupt things like that, that is the most valuable thing you can have 
as a team on defense is a guy that can play his position and sack the quarterback and put hits on the quarterback and force fumbles and turnovers, and you have to have that. Guys like that were always valuable, but back a few years, well, you know, it's defense. No, you have to realize this is the NFL now, and the NFL has passed John Gruden by. When you had the decisions two things. like this, it has passed by. And to think that he can actually talk to the media and say something like this and be surprised when people no, no, go, no, but that's, oh, my God, dude, what's happened to you? That's the biggest thing. That, that's the biggest error of it all is that he's been in the media for the past 10 oh. years, and he thinks this flies. Just play, play the tape back to him. He's got to look in the mirror and say, I'm an idiot, each and every time he meets the media after one of these. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Coming up in one minute, we have more big news from the NFL. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. But first, before we get to more NFL, let's find out what's trending with Deb Carson, D.C. Well, guys, the Boston Red Sox will have to wait at least another night to clinch the AL East. Yankees whipped them 10-1. to They had three home runs, including two from Luke Voigt, and that ties a franchise record 245 home runs the Yankees have so far this season. Jason Kipnis Got his 1,000th career hit, and why not do it with a walk-off grand slam? Indians with a 4-1 walk-off win over the White Sox. Pirates 2-1 winners over the Royals. The Phillies shut out the Mets 4-zip. Braves dropped the Cardinals 7-3. Rays stayed alive with a 9-3 win at Texas. And Ian Desmond has just hit a two-run single to give the Rockies a 2-0 lead over the Dodgers. They're in the bottom of the first at Chavez Ravine. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance geico.com and finally guys jimmy butler reportedly requesting a trade away from the t wolves adrian warshanowski says the clippers are tops on his wish list team will have two max contract slots available come next summer's free agency the other two teams he is considering the nets and the knicks who will also have cap space max cap space in 2019 Oh, we're going to get to those big NBA stories coming up at the top of the hour. Get your licks in on the Knicks this year because things are going to be glorious, Mike Harmon. Absolutely glorious. I've been waiting (laughs) all my life. (laughs) Joining us now on the hotline to talk more NFL. Thank you, DC. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Go to geico.com right now. Sirius XM NFL insider Adam Kaplan. AC, what's up? Gentlemen, good to talk to you this week three as we get uh, closer to Thursday night's game. And uh, certainly no shortage of storylines, uh, some surprises. You, we know about the Steelers stuff, uh, which is interesting. I, that's not like them to have a lot of drama, so it's certainly been interesting. It's not, of course, just the Le'Veon Bell stuff. It was the Antonio Brown story, which turned out not to, to, to fizzle out, but certainly interesting. And that's a team that has not gotten off to a good start. No, I mean, I, I don't know what team is continuing to fight for the embarrassing headlines more. You have every day with Antonio Brown and the Steelers, and you have John Gruden today saying, yeah, it's hard to find a guy to get to the pass. It's hard to find a great pass rusher. You know, you, know, you got to do a lot of things to get those guys. Yeah, and Twitter loved that. As soon as that hit, I mean, you should have seen. I try not to comment on oh, stuff like that, but I came close today, and a lot of, uh, a lot of reporters did. They were just, it was just comical. Gruden keeps talking about it, and uh, look, he made the call, as we, we talked about in your show a couple weeks ago, 
it was 100% his call. There were a lot of people in the front office were not in agreement with John, but John has personnel control, and he made that decision. And look, I, I last week's game against the Broncos was almost a shocker. They, that was a complete surprise. No one saw that coming. They, they should have pulled it off. They choked. They had the game. They led their defense played out of its mind. Very surprising. Paul Gunther, their D coordinator, did a great job, and they really executed pretty well. But in the end, they just didn't have enough firepower. And as you said, uh, they just don't have they don't have the pass rushers to do it. And obviously, Cleo Mack, my God, goodness, what a difference he's made for the Bears. All right, I'm going to give you a choose your adventure here then with the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Would you yeah, like sure. to talk more about Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and the offense? Or can you find me a fix for what's ailing them defensively? Mike, well, I'll tell you what, Mike, maybe they'll find a corner who could actually cover somebody. Yeah, that would help. Yeah. Well, look, Joe Hayden, look, in all seriousness, Joe Hayden didn't play last week. He's still right. one of the better corners in the league. He's a veteran. They're very young uh, otherwise uh, at the cornerback position, and they play Monday night against the second-hottest quarterback in the National Football League. All eight touchdowns. <laughs> In two games, that would be Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, my goodness gracious, that outfit that he had was as glorious uh, after the game. I mean, you got to love it, man. We, As uh, uptight as our country is when, when Fitzmagic wore that outfit to his press conference, I mean, here's a guy who's loving life, and after everything he's been through, good for him. You know, and I think it's pretty easy. I mean, I know this is the big quarterback quandary that people are having about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Fitzmagic has been a big story, but it's pretty easy, Adam. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to start until he turns back into Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then Jameis Winston's going to start. I mean, I, I don't see how this is a very difficult thing. Well, okay, here's the thing, and I found it interesting. So, really, Dirk Cutter, when he's talked about it, said he'll deal with when he deals with it. Well, that means after week three, they get a, they get a roster exemption, and then they're going to have to make a decision. Uh, to obviously, he'll be put back on the roster. And then they'll have to make a decision who's going to take the majority of the reps in practice for week four. Now, if, if Fitzpatrick plays well again on Monday night and they win, I'm with you. I don't see how in the world you could go back to Jameis. And by the way, I don't know if Jameis anymore is their, their, their franchise quarterback. I, I don't think, based on his off-the-field history and the fact that they can't depend on him, I'm not saying, obviously, Fitzpatrick is not. I don't know if the future quarterback is on the football team. I'm, I'm talking three, four, five years. I mean, that, that's the way the teams look at this thing. So I think, I think that that's, that's a huge issue for that football team, who's going to be their quarterback, not this year, but for years to come. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, coming to you from the Geico Studios. On the hotline with us, NFL Insider, Sirius XM, NFL Radio, at Kaplan NFL on Twitter. Troy Vine, Adam Kaplan. He joins us each and every week on the hotline. And Adam, there in Philadelphia, you got Carson Wentz coming back. Uh, we'd heard week three all along, and I, I have to think some of that return has got to be hastened by what we've seen offensively from the Eagles through the first two weeks. Actually, I don't agree with that. I had reported uh, back here it was going to be weeks three or four, and here, here's the way I look at it. I had Dr. David Chow, the former Chargers uh, team mm-hmm. doctor, on my show uh, locally in Philly. He said, look, you, from, from these three injuries, you're not going to even be close to 100% in nine months. He said it's going to take well over a year to get as close as you can to 100%. So let's just say for argument's sake he's at 80. That, plenty of players come back from ACL reconstruction at 80%, but it's all the functional strength of the injury, of, of the healing. He hit the nine-month mark last week, Carson Wentz did. So now the Eagles have a choice. And, and by the way, the, the choice is really the doctors. The doctors tell them what they think, and they, they abide by it. 
quite frankly, he could have played two weeks ago, Carson Wentz. He was ready. He felt, my understanding is he felt that he was ready to play. It's just from a medical standpoint, the longer you wait, the better it is for functional strength. And, and that's really why they waited. I don't, look, they're 1-1. One one. They're not 0-2. Sure. And the reason why they lost us was not because of their, their offense. If you, Nick falls through for well over 300 yards, their defense is horrendous. It was terrible. I don't, I'm not sure what happened with their defense last week other than, man, the Buccaneers. We talked about Fitzmagic. The Buccaneers receiver core, and, and, and you, you add their receivers and their tight ends together, that might be the be- deepest group of the National Football League of pass targets. All right, Adam, before we let you go, I, I've, I've been talking about this the last couple of nights. Maybe it's just me, my fatalistic Jets fanness, but I'm extremely <laughs> nervous about tomorrow's game. Look, the Browns are favored. I've seen this happen before. Not that it's going to be one of those seasons where the Jets go to the Super Bowl, but still, I don't want to be the Browns' first win in 45 seasons. Am I, am I right to be nervous what you're seeing when you're hearing who you're talking to? Well, Jason, it's it's late. We're talking basically late in the 16th season. That's the last one they had against the Chargers at home. Uh, they got the tie last week, but that is not a win. So the, the fact of the matter is I think it's a tight game. The Browns have a couple injuries on defense that are problematic where I think the Jets could take advantage of them. Darnold certainly had an up-and-down game last week, but he's showing a lot of promise. The receiver core is not bad. Uh, the, I picked him to be 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm just going to stick with it. Uh, I, I'm, but I'm gonna. I hate to do it. I'm gonna pick the Browns to win that game in a, in a tight one. Uh-huh. But guys, here's the problem with the Browns. Under Hugh Jackson, they find the most inventive ways to win. They can't blame on the kicker anymore. He's gone. So now, if they lose, who are they gonna blame? Is it gonna be the quarterback? Is it gonna be the defense? Is it gonna be the coordinator? I, I just hope that I'm, I'm a big Brown supporter. I, I just hope that these fans get rewarded. It won't be this season. But the Bills got their playoff spot for the first time in 19 years, and I'm hoping over the next two or three years the Browns can get back in it. You can follow him on Twitter at KaplanNFL. That is at KaplanNFL. Adam Kaplan, SiriusXM NFL Insider. Adam, as always, buddy, thanks a bunch. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Great stuff from Adam Kaplan. I'm fine with picking the Browns. Look, I know Greg Williams (laughs) could easily dial up a lot of problems for Sam Darnold because he's always going to attack, always going to be aggressive. He's trash. Can't stop. There's that too. Okay, look, but the thing is, is like what what was the uh, buddy Ryan used to say? What happens when 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 you blitz? Someone has a parade, right? Is that was that is that what he used to say? Someone's having a parade. Like either the defense is having a parade or the offense is having a parade because we beat the blitz. And so you know that's something that surely the Jets can do, but it doesn't make me any less nervous. You should be nervous. Doesn't make me any Short less nervous. Short week, very nervous. Coming off that game against Miami, a couple of misses, and certainly they'll clean stuff up on film study, but short week's always a a nerve-wracking kind of business, and we'll be here in the Geico Studios to watch it all go down. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, one MLB star needs to get some more locks on his house, and you're not going to believe who's mad at us after our show yesterday. Fox. Who, me? Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We'll compare rates for you so you get a great deal, even if it's not with us. Saving you time and money. Now that's Progressive. Call or click today. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. And uh, Yasiel Puig's got to get a house sitter. All right, I, I, or or ADT or something. He needs some kind of home defense system because last night, while the Dodgers were celebrating a walk-off win, Chris Taylor hits a home run. Dodgers move ahead by a game and a half in the NL West. 
Yasiel Puig wasn't around for the end of the celebration because his house was burglarized. For the second time this month, the third time his current house has been burglarized, and the fourth time a police report has been filed on a burglary in one of his houses in the last year and a half. So two times this month, someone's broken in. Three times overall, four times in the last year and a half, one of his houses has been broken into. Dude, you got to get, get a dog. You got to do something. Get, does he, get, does get, he put all his money in a mattress get, or <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant? Is it buried there? Everybody wants their crack at it. It's a big what the hell is going on? Come in here. Come in. I'm at Dodger Stadium. I'm at Dodger Stadium. You got to do something. You gotta, if you have more than that, you got somebody that can sit in your living room and, and make sure no one breaks in. There's video of three guys leaving his house last night after they tried to break in. His schedule is up for everybody ah, to see. No. You know, Pretty hey, easy. Hey, what time's he got to get to the ballpark? Five hours. Okay. Oh, you mean he's there from like 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 two o'clock in the afternoon? Oh, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we'll show up when I. I mean, you got to do something. Even if you can't get a dog, get one of those things that sounds like a dog. Barbed wire. Like when you go and knock on the door and you hear, oh, 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 from inside the house. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Could so- work in there and oh. movie trap the place. Wait, Macaulay Culkin working in Yasiel Puig's house. How about that? That is a fantastic idea. That'd get him working again. Something Macaulay Culkin is doing. And he's spraying water outside. Everybody's and he can make slipping that and face falling. <laughs> when the next uh, burglars come creeping by. Yeah, no, I think that works. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So last night wasn't that great for Yasiel Puig. No, last not night so much. also wasn't that great for Smashburger. How's that? Because last night we did our thing, our fantasy draft. Oh, yeah. It was National Cheeseburger Oh, it was. Day. Yeah, that's right. So we did our draft of, in a 10-team <laughs> fantasy cheeseburger draft, who are your first five picks? Did you dream of cheeseburgers last night? Oh, I had one when I went home. I was like Jerry Seinfeld. We gave, I dreamed a cheeseburger was eating me. We went with In-N-Out, Double Double at the top. White Castle was on the list yeah. of the top five. Fat Burger was there. Del Taco, the double Del, very underrated. Hell yeah. And I got a tweet from the official account of Smash Burger today going, hey, what's up? That was, that was their case? Smash hey, Burger's upset. Hey, what about us? Smash Burger's upset. Now, I got to admit, I've never had Smash Burger. I've had once or twice. Stu- We've got one down the street from us. The stuff on there, you know, their they're double, triple cheeseburger looks pretty good, but I, I've never had Smash I can tell you this. Their milkshake. It's a hell of a milkshake. Really? Yeah, but it, that's National Milkshake Day. I know. This that's that's just it. Like, they're separate is items. Cheeseburger day. I just thought I'd, you know. I mean, Smash, Smash Burger is, I, I'm sorry, you, you didn't make the list, but I, I'm i always up to trying a great new cheeseburger. It's a tasty burger. But they were not happy to not be on the list. Sorry to hear that. I mean, maybe you could have convinced me if you had a experience with it, maybe at the end of the first round. You know, we could no, maybe it, pick it seven through back, ten. Back end of the first round. Yeah, yeah. You, if you're picking on the button, I'm going to go back to back. I'm going to go Smash Burger and Burger King or something like no, it's, that. It's a pretty good burger. You go there, but it looks. I haven't I mean, been there in a while. But looks really good. I mean, I know it's on the website and it's, you know. Photographed by professional food photographer. Yeah, yes. And it looks, but it look, anything that looks like that, I'll try it. Well, you're, you're going to take any 
burger <laughs> challenge anybody issues. Would you like to try a burger? Yes. <laughs> I haven't even told you what's in it. Doesn't I matter. haven't told you the ingredients. I haven't told you what type of meat it is. Or yes, I'm in. Alex Tyson is making it for you. It's going to be made out of grass and cardboard. No, the, Don't forget Kamut. And Kamut. Yeah. Yes. I think that's it a just fake means ingredient. It's, it's a real thing. It could still thing. be meat if he makes it. It just means he won't eat it. Yes. Coming up next, we got two huge stories from the NBA. Get your licks on a couple of teams in now because it ain't happening next year. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. And yes, this is hour two of the program. Normally we begin hour one. Now we're one hour down. Why? Because our show has been expanded. Very excited. Our show is now four hours nightly from 7 p.m. Pacific to 11 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast. Every night, Monday through Friday, we begin one hour earlier, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. on the East Coast, and uh, very excited. It means there's an extra hour. I will be nervous tomorrow as the Jets play the Browns. I'm going to be a lunatic on the air. Sure. Because I just know the Jets are going to find. Listen, it's not. All right, all right. Just take a deep breath. Right. It's going to be okay. Yes, we we're going to get you over. through this. Relax. We're, we're going to put a video yes. camera in for yes. tomorrow to watch your facial expressions and the beads of sweat. Yes, we're moving to week three. We're moving to week three tomorrow night. The Jets and the Browns. It's not a quintessential moment for a Jets loss because it's not the Jets coming off. If they were 2-0 and coming into this game, I would say write it down, they're losing because they can't handle success. I've told you this. But coming off a loss, a little bit more humble, they go into this game, doesn't matter. All I see is Sam Darnold getting confused by Greg Williams. He's throwing for Stop that! throwing four picks, and the Jets losing a game like 18-13, some crazy-ass score like that. The Browns celebrating their win, and for two hours after the game tomorrow night, I got to watch video of the the beer doors opening in bars in Cleveland and people taking beer out and drinking it because the Browns have won their first game since the AFL-NFL merger. Do you think there'll be a gold backlight like when they open the case in Pulp Fiction? Uh, Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Somebody's soul. Because <laughs> they would have crushed Sam Darnold's soul. We're going to sit here and talk about this game like three mother bleeping Fonzies. And what's Fonzie? Cool. An Emmy winner? Correctamundo. That yeah, is right. Uh, yeah, what? He didn't ever win for Happy Days? No. Henry Winkler? No, didn't that win. was why it was, was such a wonderful me. moment. Now when he, when he jumped, One of the most popular he the No, he didn't get he had the he leather jacket got... on and he was in shorts and he jumped over the no, shark. No, the leather jacket's in the Smithsonian. Fonzie but no Emmys. I saw, I saw him give his speech saying, I, I, I have 47 seconds for a speech I've been working on for 30 years. And at first I thought, oh yeah, yeah the one for 43 won. years. I probably yeah. haven't won since Happy Days. Yeah, no, he never 43 years of his career. Never won. Look at Henry Winkler. One of Hollywood's favorites. I've never ever heard a bad word about the man. Oh, everybody says nice. And in this town, you've heard a lot of things about a lot of people. My favorite story about him that he ever told, and we'll we'll get to we'll we'll get to the two big NBA stories in a second, is that Ron Howard in the in the seventies and eighties, when Happy Days is very popular, they had a softball team that went around the country and played games before Major League Baseball games, because Happy Days is the number one show in the country sure. for years. And they had such a big cast, they would all go play. Ron Howard and Scott Bayo and Aaron Moran and Tom Boz, and everybody would go play. And Henry Winkler wanted to play so bad, but he told Ron Howard, he says, I can't play. I don't know how to play, but I want to play. I want to do this with you guys so bad. So Ron Howard said, 
maybe you could learn how to pitch. And Henry Ruggs said yes. And he learned and he took lessons and everything. And he learned how to pitch. And suddenly he went and he was great. He's who everybody wanted to see. Fonzie is pitching and it became the biggest thing. But he wanted just to help. I want to be part of this, but I can't play. Can you tell me what I can do? And Ron Howard suggested you learn how to pitch. And, and it became this whole big thing. There you who go. Knew? Gary Marshall putting that together. Go Cats. Uh, get your licks in on the Knicks and the Clippers now. You have a year to get your licks in on these teams. Because but is, the, is it the Knicks or the Clippers? It's both. Or the Nets? It is, but Nets never the Nets. Come on. I mean, really, the Nets, nobody is a Nets fan. Nobody is. It doesn't, there's got to the be only, four or five the of them only, out there. The only Nets fans are people who go on their way to Madison Square Garden. The traffic is too much, so they detour to Barclays because, well, I told them I was bringing my kid to a game tonight. I might as well go to a game. Those are the only people that go to Nets But games. maybe it's time for things to change. <laughs> it's not. The Nets. Hope and change. The That worked once. I am now very excited for the Knicks and the Clippers because seeing how things have gone over the past month and a half, and now teams getting ready for training camp uh, coming up in a week, as uh, we get to say the NBA season felt like it never really ended, we're starting again, is that when Kristaps Porzingis got hurt, I said, you know what, the Knicks, are, they're going to be two years away from anything. He's going to be out all year. He's going to come back and then see what's going on and forget about it. Clippers, boy, they they are struggling. They had all these all-stars for so long, and now they got to break up everything. Got to get rid of Blake Griffin. Got to get rid of Chris Paul. Got to get rid of DeAndre Jordan. Got to start over again. It was very difficult, and the future looked very far away. But now it's a hell of a lot closer because both of these teams now in the past three weeks – you have had reports of many stars because next year the free agency bonanza of 2019 is going to be absolutely off the hook. Kawhi Leonard's going to be a free agent. Kevin Durant's going to be a free agent. Jimmy Butler wants to be traded before then. So many players are out there. Kyrie Irving, he's interested in the Knicks. These two teams now you are hearing are in the mix for all of these players. Now you're not going to get all of them, and maybe you only get one of them. Maybe you get two of them. But that's enough to get your way back to respectability very quickly. Today, Jimmy Butler has registered a trade request with the Timberwolves, the All-Stars most interested in going to the Clippers. He also would like to go to the Knicks or the Nets. So Jimmy Butler is the one who wants to go to the Nets. It's just you know what that is? That's just that's a safety school. That's that you like that's a safety school just in case. You know, I really like New York, and I can still yeah, kind of do still, things but in New York. No, but it's the still Knicks New York. The Knicks don't want me. I, I can get there. No, but that's the bigger point in all yeah. of this, right, is just to a degree, yes, you can go get your contract in any market. But this is the reiteration and the reestablishment of the coast and the big cities as the play, power players in the league when it's all said and done. The fact that LeBron James came here and how many production – meetings as he had how many different tv shows and movies and everything else yeah. uh are, are flowing and everybody else wants a piece of the pie right kevin durant went north mm-hmm. and started picking the brains of all the silicon valley guys and he's in play to come back to los angeles now that he's seeing the blueprint and everything laid out by lebron james jimmy butler getting in the mix Dwayne wade stayed in miami for one last run. <laughs> but you have... One last time. That's right. But when you look at all these guys, Kyrie Irving going down the line, they're looking at either New York or L.A. as their destinations because of the larger implications and what it means just in the game of basketball when those teams are relevant and what, what kind of power you have 
and what the league does when those teams are playing at a big clip. I mean, go back to when Kobe Bryant's Lakers were a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. As much as people might have been tired of seeing him, right, much like they have fatigue for Brady and whatever else, it got people's tongue wagging because you didn't know what kind of what you were going to get from Kobe that night. You knew he was going to probably look at a teammate calling for the ball and mock him, and then he would take a shot. But, <laughs> but you knew you were potentially going to see a monster performance, and it got everybody captivated. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca Mike at Swollen Dome the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Jimmy Butler is really the tip of the iceberg. It's not really just about Jimmy Buckets, who I know is still near and dear to your heart. Absolutely, look, the guy's a fantastic player. He's an All Star player. He's a closer. He's a scorer. He is fantastic. But just in the last three weeks, you have been hearing all the big names and many of them linked to either the Knicks. Or the Clippers, right? Kyrie Irving, we knew, has been linked to the Knicks for the better part of a year. Kevin Durant has been rumored linked to the Knicks, potentially. Kemba Walker also, more strongly, linked to the New York Knicks. Now, in the last week, it's been Jimmy Butler, Clippers or Knicks, and now Kawhi Leonard, really interested in the Clippers. League sources saying... That's emerging as his potential front runner. If he doesn't stay in Toronto after this year, he could wind up being a Clipper. Now, these these are the big guys on the market. You know, DeAndre Jordan's going to be on the market again next year. Boogie Cousins will be on the market. If he doesn't re-sign, Klay Thompson will be on the market next year. All these guys. Some of them will stay. But just the fact that the Knicks and the Clippers have become destinations again speak volumes. Jerry West running the Clippers has settled everything. It's Jerry, and they've cleared the decks, and Steve Ballmer is a great owner. It's a blank slate now for the Clippers. A blank slate. You're a destination. Playing for the Clippers is fine. The Clippers have a pretty good recent playoff history. The Donald Sterling days seem like they were 150 years ago. It's a new era now. They're going to have their new arena, and the Clippers are a destination. David Fisdale and the Knicks' new front office and Mills and Perry, they have turned the Knicks into a destination. It's been James Dolan, just shut up and stay out of everything. Let us do our thing. And David Fisdale in the offseason, who has always been a player's coach. Now, he didn't get along with Gasol, but there was good reason back and forth for both guys. And look, and David Fisdale even said, listen, I could have done things a little bit differently. But he's a new old school coach. He's got a great system. He's personable. The players like him. He traveled to visit Porzingis in Latvia, which is like, oh my God, really? I mean, he went back, him and his wife went and spent a week there. Visiting with Porzingis because it was that important. They have turned the Knicks into another destination. We're doing it right now. Everything is right. We're a blank slate. Come here. Maybe it's Porzingis. Maybe it's not. But we drafted Kevin Knox. We had a couple of nice little pieces in here. Get your licks in on these two teams now because after this year, each of those teams is going to get two max guys. Now, maybe the Clippers figure out, hey, you know what? We're not going to do what the Lakers did. Oh, Paul George wants to come? We're just going to wait. We're not going to trade for the guy because he's just going to walk through our door. Eh. Maybe the Clippers make their move now and say, okay, one of our guys is going to be Jimmy Butler. And then they get one other guy in the offseason, which is awesome. Or maybe that's the same thing with the Knicks. Hey, we like Jimmy Butler. We'll go get him now. We have one other max guy in the offseason. Whatever it is, it's open for both of these teams to do it. They are now destinations again. And they have done it in the course of an offseason and a few months where it looked – like in January or March, man, this is going to be really difficult. January, February, this is really difficult. Well, not, and they've done it. Yeah, neither the Clippers nor the Knicks, though, have any recent history by which to lean on to say, hey, you know what, we were good, and you remember us being good. 
right? Going back to 1973 ain't helping anybody. <laughs> when Phil Jackson was elbowing guys in the paint and wreaking havoc there. And when you look at the Clippers, you had a five-good-year run. We talked about it a lot uh, when we, we were talking about, you know, Ralph Lawler stepping down after 40 years. So you, you've got five good years, not great years, of Clipper basketball. So you don't have the luxury of saying, hey, someone's going to walk through that door like the Lakers tried to have. And now they got aggressive and whatever you believe in terms of the wooing uh, of LeBron James versus him just saying, well, that's that's where I'm planting my flag and that's that. Uh, and you move forward. For the, the Clippers, interesting moves. and certainly covered here a lot in Los Angeles. Uh, Lee Jenkins from Sports Illustrated gets hired by the Clippers. Uh, and his seminal columns over the past couple of years, yeah. right? The connection to LeBron James. Well, the press releases all, from the Clippers are going to be awesome. Well, but all the, the profiles that he'd done in terms of backstories of guys like Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler and Kawhi Leonard and all these guys. So he knows these players. He's talked to these players, and he's delved into uh, their lives probably a little deeper than most reporters Mm-hmm. And even most of their coaches yeah. <laughs> probably have. I didn't know this. Yeah, I, I reported this back in 1997. But in all seriousness, I mean, it's it's a hire that yeah. I think nationally probably didn't get the same run yeah. that, that it did here locally, but certainly should pay big dividends for Steve Ballmer and the Clippers uh, in short order. And, and here, it's I don't know that it's much of a coincidence that Less than 48 hours later, we're hearing, hey, Jimmy Butler might want to go to the Clippers. And they're going to have they, look, the Wolves are going to have to trade him. If he if he wants to go, obviously things aren't going well with him. He doesn't get along well with Carl Anthony Towns, and you're trying to build something. He's not going to be part. You're not going to build around him. What's so tough, if you're right? You get build, along yeah. with the coach, but not with your young players. Right. And if you're not going to build around him, then he's gonna, not going to be part of the solution. All right. Look, Jimmy Butler is, is really right player, but he's 29. So maybe he's got four or five years left. You're not going to do that. He's not the guy you build around. You have other pieces there, so you kind of have to do this. This is going to be fascinating to see what happens because you know the Timberwolves are going to want to trade him to the East Coast. They don't want to trade him to the Clippers. So the fact that he's got a couple of preferred destinations, he's giving them, hey, here's the three teams I want to go to. Here's one on the West Coast. Here's one on the East Coast. Watch out, Knicks, yo. Watch out what happens next. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. Fizdale. Going across the world to scour for talent and Fizdale's the best, and repair all those bridges that had been torched <laughs> by Phil Jackson and Nick's management in years Explain past. It to me. I've been rebuilding bridges for the past eight months. It's been a lot of work, but we're getting there. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. We got more NBA on the way, but straight ahead, an NFL story that's a huge headline. That just refuses to die. We take a different look at the biggest story of the last three days. Coming up next. (laughs) On Fox. I hate that song. I hate Brady. And he hates me. And we all hate ESPN. Because all they do is lie. And lie and lie and lie. You are fake news. They like and talk to like 500 different people who wouldn't say their name, but they have their sources and they make me mad. And I hate this song. Fox Sports Radio. And it goes like (laughs) the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And yeah, it's a Maroon 5 night because Maroon 5 is playing the Super Bowl. Hotlanta. Look out. Super Bowl Lee. 
You think Ludacris shows up on stage with him? Uh, you know, maybe Christina Aguilera though. She might show up, right? Because she's on the song. So she got anything to do with Atlanta? I don't know. I was trying to bring a guy from Atlanta. I don't know. Uh, the Black Crows. Maybe we get them on. Maybe Steve Gorman's going to be on. Bam, bam, bam. Ah, getting some guys from Atlanta. That's one of the best behind the music's ever. The Black Crows. Oh yeah. The stories about the Robinson brothers fighting. What exits to take on the freeway when it, when a record exec is with them in the car? No, make a left on Bleep and Peachtree. No, you don't make a left on Peachtree. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. Our buddy Steve Gorman, love you. I can't wait uh, for that book. <laughs> The stories he's told us. Lee was part of that show. Lee hey, DeLapp in for Justin Frostberg. He's heard some of those stories. We had a chance to spend some time with Steve in April hey, when he was out here for a show. Uh, and some of just the, the quick snippets he gave us that night. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a bestseller. <laughs> and I'm going to call a foul on Alex Tightshirt because he meant to hit the Hey Lee drop, and instead he hit the Kirk Cousins you like. You heard that? I heard that. Wow. That's why you get low grades every night. That's why I give wow. you like C minus. You know wow. what, though? I did I like that. that. I did like that, though. Uh, thank you. Play that again. Sure. Play that again. Let me hear Captain Kirk one more time. You like that? Yeah. You like that? It's not just gratuitous play the drops. It's not. We, we don't do that. Yeah, we, we really Sometimes don't. Sometimes we, we, do. we don't do that. <laughs> we only hear Tim Tebow when it's I really I really wasn't, wasn't trying to do anything but lift Alex up while you tried to tear him. Thank out. you, Mike. I love you. Uh, did you drive last night, Tightshirt? I did. Lift? We're yeah, in last night. Did you did you uh, did you get drunk and somebody else had to drive your Not this car? time. Not this no? time. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. I want to make sure. Because I saw that with Uber and I didn't know if that was something that you know happened with No, you. no, okay. no. I'm no longer with Uber anymore. Oh okay. Have you started a website to chronicle bad. all of these stories that you find of <laughs> negativity towards driving services? <laughs> Man finds million dollars in Uber driver's back seat is taken on joyride across the Lincoln. Th- I mean, it's every day. Yeah, no, a story but it's, like it's, the, it's the Jason Smith other website that he operates called I Hate Ride Services. <laughs> I Hate Side Uber driver shows up at wrong address, bre- breaks up a burglary in progress. You know, just crazy stuff. That's, that happens, that's kind of a big deal, though. I mean, that would have been good. Every day. If they could have shown up at Yasiel Puig's house, could have helped a lot of things. But the one where the guy had to drive himself home because the Uber driver had too no, much to Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. So, believe it or not, and I know you can believe it because, really, it's been three days in a row, Antonio Brown is back in the news for the Steelers. But we're going to take this conversation in a little different direction. Antonio Brown back with the team following his – no show at practice on Monday. Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Steelers, said he has talked to Antonio Brown and disciplined him for not showing up on Monday. This on the heels of, take a deep breath, Antonio Brown getting into it with an offensive coach on the mm-hmm. sidelines. Antonio Brown walking off the field, not celebrating with his teammates. Antonio Brown getting into it on Twitter with a former Steelers employee. Antonio Brown going at a couple of reporters yeah. who cover the team in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. On the heels of all of this, Mike Tomlin has said, I've spoken to Antonio Brown, and he's been disciplined. First of all, like we said last night, it's never going to happen. They're never going to do the right thing and sit him down for a week and say, grow up and be a bleeping man. Earn this money and stop being a baby. They're not going to do it. Oh, we disciplined him. He was back at practice today. Jesse James said he was a full participant. He's ready. He's in the game plan. He's ready to go. He's not learning anything. He doesn't care. He doesn't go, oh, discipline me, you're going to find me a little bit of money, whatever. I'm disciplined. Oh, Mike Tomlin, all they've done is enable Antonio Brown and his many missteps. I haven't even got into all the other stuff on social media, ripping the Steelers coaches and the Facebook Live thing from the playoffs over a year ago. I haven't even gotten into that. And he you got a top 10 list this. now. 
And I you could say, build a slideshow on I, your website. I could have a top twenty list, and people are going to go, "Oh, you missed this with Antonio Brown." Oh, yeah, that's right. So, but he still it. balled out on Sunday, so nobody uh, cared. But now he's not. He's not getting the ball, and he's pouty, and he's a baby. Well, I don't know. He still got the ball thrown to him seventeen <laughs> times. I mean, what thirty-three targets through two weeks? <laughs> say he's part of the game plan. But let's have a different conversation because obviously the Steelers are never going to do the right thing, and that is sit him for a week and and show him, listen, we're the Steelers, you're a player, and and just suck it up and do things right. Antonio Brown has had a lot of misdeeds due to social media, right? We had Jason Cole on the show last night, Bleach Report NFL Insider, who said what Antonio Brown's got to do is put the phone down, log off, don't get on. I don't know how Antonio Brown even found the Steelers employee who criticized him on Twitter. I'm sure one of his friends said, hey, dude, didn't you work with this guy? And look what he's saying about you. And here's Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah, because I'm getting goaded into a fight on Twitter. I understand the philosophy of, hey, it's easy. Put your phone down. But this is re- this is this is real life. Antonio Brown's 30 years old. A 30-year-old man is connected to his phone in so many ways, right? I'm 47. I can't put my phone down. If I, if I have five minutes, I, I got to check my phone. What am I checking my phone for? I don't know. Twitter? Facebook, website, email, whatever, text, I'm, I'm going to check. Obsessiveness with, with people hate, sending you hate mail? No, no, no. Just Well, no, you like to send me stuff all the time. And, I, I do know, send you a lot of a stories. A lot of stuff and... is not safe for work. No, so that's I, true. You know, but this is, who, this is who men are. This is who millennials are now. And look, I said, look, like I said, I'm 47. I check my phone all the time. My dad's in his 70s. He's always on his phone. We're always on our phones. Well, he's looking at the guest star on Matlock or... <laughs> No, uh, CSI, NCIS. Yeah, come on, he's not Matlock. Come on, my dad's not. Let's let's you know. Not Matlock yet. He's not not yet. Not yet. No, he doesn't have to. He's still he he's still NCIS. He's still Mark Harmon and and the David Caruso reruns. He's still those guys. But that's not how anybody does it. People are on their phones. They're always doing it. They're social media savvy or not savvy when it comes to someone like Antonio Brown. Here's the best piece of advice that you can give a 30-year-old man who's in a public position that hopefully he can adhere to with, is that you say to him, and I would tell Antonio Brown, is your world going to be okay after you tweet what you want to tweet? And that's what I think a lot. And like I said, I'm older, but I understand more about the company I work for that I represent Fox Sports Radio. It's always been drilled into me. When I was at ESPN, it was the same way. It was always, you're protecting the brand. You're representing the brand everywhere you go, everywhere you go. And I get that. Antonio Brown is a guy making a lot more money, obviously, a much bigger deal. But he never asked himself that question. Is my world okay with this tweet? Now, you know what the question has to be. And that world is, is it my personal world? Is it my professional world? Is my world okay if I tweet this? It's not as easy as the Herm Edwards don't press send. Because while that's a great piece of advice, people are still athletes still want to tweet. They still want to do it. If you can just ask yourself for a second, is this a smart thing to do? Is my world okay? You will wind up not getting into so many knuckleheaded problems that you will have gotten yourself into. Look, you know I like to go back and forth once in a while with trolls on Twitter yes, when they do. don't like one one of one of one of our takes. I do my right? best to stand in and make sure that you <laughs> Looked at it 47 times before you hit send. <laughs> like the Ronald Lacuna thing yeah, a, a few weeks ago. Yes. Many people didn't like it. No. Doug Stamper from House of Cards was on my case on Twitter. And that's a dangerous thing because, you know, he he, he told people wanted to Well, bed. you know that's what? That's Doug Stamper. Uh, it many be, people. It happened. Many, many people yeah. that, that are on my case about it. And so I don't mind once in a while if I'm in the mood. I got a few minutes. You know, you got a blue check mark. 
I'll, I'll, you know what? You want to get into it? I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a little bit. I'll give you a little bit of stage here for it. But I always know what I tweet out. Is this okay? If in my world, right? In my world, is this okay? Is this okay professionally, personally, for me? Not that it doesn't have to be edgy because I could be edgy. Not that I don't have to not curse if I don't want to because I could if I want to. But I don't because I don't want to be lowest common denominator. But am I ever? Am I going to say? Is this going to reflect poorly? And. That's the question I always ask, and I'm like, okay, so I take an extra few seconds before I figure out if I want to tweet something or say this, where Antonio Brown just decides, oh, hey, this guy, dude, yeah, this guy worked for you. Didn't you see this guy every day, man, look at him, ripping you, man, trade me, let's find out, boom, and you realize that's dumb. That's a dumb thing to do. What you have to do is let that go because this is a guy that doesn't work for the team anymore, or you can come up with something much more creative than trade me, let's find out. Spend five extra minutes. Yeah, but and, that's and, and but that's the it. point of just someone not thinking through what the larger implication of those words were. And we talked about that the other day. Of that's not what he meant. I didn't need Drew Rosenhaus to send out a big statement to tell me that's not oh, what he I know. meant. Drew Rosenhaus. You knew it was mistake. just you know, he's, kind of a uh, he's, flippant. he's excited. He likes to win, right? Because fifty-two other guys aren't excited to win and aren't aren't passionate about the uh, about the game. Yeah, but in this particular case, it was a flippant. Yeah, trade me. See how that works. Ah, but unfortunately, in the Twitterverse, as we find out, you find out, we all find out, and even when you send emails and anything you put in writing, people will infer the tone and tenor and meaning that they want. And sarcasm doesn't have a font on Twitter just yet. So ask yourself, is this good for the company? And don't jump to conclusions. Amen. So Matt, you jump to conclude. The Jason Smith Show with Bill Lumberg. I'm Jason. He's Bill Lumberg. I mean, not the Lumberg that left near the other Lumberg. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time because, you know, the first one had sex with Jennifer Aniston. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I mean, not in real life, but in the movie. That's all right. Sorry, spoiler alert. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Coming up in one minute, a crazy basketball story where there are absolutely no winners. But first, speaking of winners, we got Deb Carson with What's Trending DC. Thank you, Jason. And Mike Harmon needs to go patent pending, patent pending on the sarcasm font idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm working. Thanks, Deb. Absolutely. Stephen Piscotti with five RBI, including a three-run homer for the A's. They're on fire. They lead the Angels 9-0. They're in the top of the sixth inning. Rockies leaded the Dodgers 2-1. Top of the fifth at Chavez Ravine. Dodgers lead Colorado, of course, by a game and a half in the NL West. Rocks are now a game behind the Cardinals for the final NL wildcard spot. St. Louis lost to the Braves earlier today 7-3. Atlanta's magic number to clinch the NL East is now down to 6. Rays stayed alive with a 9-3 win at Texas. Philly shut out the Mets 4-zip. The Yankees ripped the Red Sox 10-1 and for the second straight night they keep Boston from clinching the AL East. 
That magic number for Boston is two. And in the win, New York hit three home runs, tying their franchise record 245 home runs this season. Jason Kipnis with a walk-off grand slam. Indians beat the White Sox 4-1. to And guys, I'm not sure whether the Ravens are just bad cheaters or if they're testing the limits on what they might be able to get away with uh, during the regular season. But the NFL has fined the Ravens 200 grand for violating the league's policy on in-game communications this preseason. The fine stems from multiple Ravens being on the field while all simultaneously using helmets with coach-to-player communications. In the preseason. In the preseason. You know, when, when there's no stakes. And right. you know what? Hey, <laughs> at least get fined for something when you win a game in the regular season. Right. Now in the preseason when it doesn't matter. That's what we got fined for. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, DC. You're welcome. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More information. Visit geico.com. A big story out of the NBA, and you know what? It's I, I Sometimes I throw my hands up thinking the right thing is going to be done. Today, Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban agreed to contribute $10 million to women's organizations but will not face any other punishment stemming from what NBA Commissioner Adam Silver called disturbing and heartbreaking allegations of harassment and violence towards female employees within the organization. If you remember, the NBA launched an investigation seven months ago following a Sports Illustrated report in which it was described that there was a corporate culture rife with misogyny and predatory sexual behavior that spanned decades in the Mavericks organization. Numerous allegations against former CEO and president, Tadema Usury, who left the Mavs in 2015, and another employee who was an on-air host who had been accused twice of domestic violence situations. And, is- and there's the... Ticket sales employee, Chris Hyde. Oh, by the way. Inappropriate comments to women of a sexual nature, pornographic images and videos in plain sight on a computer as he's working uh, around other people, unsolicited, unwanted sexual advances, violent outbursts, threats, you name it. That's that's pretty much everything you could possibly get, right? I mean, that's... And, That's unbelievable. And Mark Cuban gets no punishment, but he's donating $10 million. He was on the jump with Rachel Nichols earlier tonight and was a little emotional about what went on. You know, first, just an apology to the women involved, the women that in a couple of cases were assaulted, and not just to them, but their, their families, because this is not something that just is an incident and then it's over. It, it stays with people, it stays with families, and... and I'm just sorry I didn't see it. I'm just sorry I didn't recognize it. And I just, you know, hope that out of this we'll we'll be better and we can avoid it and we can help make everybody just smarter about the whole thing. You know what? Don't give me that crap. You suck. Mark Cuban sucks and Adam Silver sucks. Earl Sneed is the guy who was accused twice of domestic violence and Mark Cuban admitted he was solely responsible for keeping him on staff. Why didn't he let Earl Sneed go? Right? This is a very popular uh, a point of contention with Mark Cuban, and he said, well, I figured if he goes out there somewhere else in the world, he's, ass- he's potentially assaulting other people. We wanted to right. keep an we eye on him. We can control it We can here. keep an eye on right. him. This is admitted, and still, Adam Silver, no penalty for Mark Cuban, He still ran the Mavericks while this entire investigation was going on, which was a sham. But this shows you how much the NBA sucks. And I don't care about using this language. Mark Cuban sucks, and so does Adam Silver. You wonder why women won't come forward? 
with with when they have accounts of, of sexuality. This is stuff that was documented. Mark Cuban admittedly fostered an unsafe workplace for women, and he was allowed to just get off with, oh, I'll pay $10 million. Now, it's great that this $10 million is going to go and it's going to go help people, but this he did it himself, and he's got nothing. Adam Silver has no guts, and Mark Cuban should be embarrassed that this is the reaction. And the fact that he lied, oh, I wish I knew more. No, you did. You knew. You could have at least done the Earl Sneed thing, but you didn't. They both suck. I mean, you look at it and, and you wonder, and, and and when you see everything, not that it's the same thing, but you see what's going on with the Brett Kavanaugh stuff right now, who's trying to get confirmed as, as a Supreme Court justice, and now we have an accuser who says he fondled me, assaulted me at a party you know, 30 years ago. The reaction to her report has been, now you got to testify on Monday. It's almost like they're being dared. Now you show us what you got on Monday. President Trump said today, I don't believe it. This is not to be political on either side. But when somebody comes forward with a very serious claim of sexual assault, it needs to be treated at the very least down the middle. He do at least say, okay, this is serious. We're not passing judgment one way or the other, but we're going to investigate this. And if it's if if it looks like it's proven that nothing happened, then nothing happened and someone's going to be exonerated and the person who made the allegations that are false are going to have to go through what they go through. It could be the other way, where it's proven that there was an assault that took place, and then that person's got to pay the price, and the victim is vindicated. It needs to be down the middle, but you're still seeing that be, this attitude of, oh, hey, here's sexual harassment, here's sexual violence, and we still find a way to blow it off. And it's amazing when you see it at these levels. I mean, the, you can at least be a little bit more human about things. Mark Cuban said, we kept the guy around? Are you kidding me? We kept the guy around? Oh, you keep an eye on him. So everybody else that worked for you, that you trusted, that that is working for you for the Mavericks, these people weren't safe because this guy twice committed acts of domestic violence. You you needed to be taken out and suspended and have some sort of comeuppance for fostering this kind of atmosphere. And Adam Silver, because he doesn't want to upset the owners, doesn't want to upset anybody, sucks completely for not doing something more with this. Well, you did the investigation. You did a very thorough, exhaustive study of all of these workplace incidences. uh, And there were some 215 people, none of whom had told Cuban anything about uh, Useri's uh, actions during his tenure there. Now, obviously, there's a big question of why didn't he know about any allegations that happened prior to his purchase of the Mavericks, and there was no vetting of that. So Rachel Nichols, very very thorough and mm-hmm. very critical. And, yeah, and she was hard. very critical of him, yes. Uh, you know, there were no softballs here. This wasn't a, you know, we watched the Urban Meyer press conference the other day, and while he got a few hard questions, the final questions were, so, how's that offense coming along? You know, can it get better? Because <laughs> yeah. at the end, someone's got to get back to yeah, that. Big game Saturday, what do we got? Yeah, but here yeah. you you have a, a number of different times where Cuban, in this interview, just kept saying, well, in hindsight, we should have done this. And pressed on it, saying, well, no, that wasn't the first time you were notified. And, and you can pick any one of these guys mm-hmm. uh, that are cited of you know, incidents of things they'd done in the office, behaviors in the office, and multiple times emails and and other communications on earth that said don't make it to be a bigger deal than it is and when you add it all up you've got one hell of a workplace where mark cuban ignored what was going on in pursuit of other business interests and 
that's part of it, right? You weren't hands-on. Mm-hmm. And when you're the one who perception of reality, and, and certainly by his own words, he was the guy with his finger on the triggers of everything for that entire organization all these years to only come away with you give donate some money, and as you said, it'll do a lot of good, but it's not nearly enough. For Adam Silver, this was an opportunity to take a stand and make sure that his league doesn't start going down the road of what we've seen with the NFL, where it's one thing after the next in terms of turning a blind eye, blind eye to very serious uh, concerns and big things in society. And here for Mark Cuban, he's not going to miss $10 million. Mm. I mean, it. you wonder why women won't come forward still. When you see this, you should never have to ask that question again. You wonder why. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend. His name is Mike Harmon. He sits on my left every single night. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We have more NBA on the way, but coming up next, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL makes a shocking statement. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah, he got killed pretty pretty fast. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, you were happy we talked about Adam Levine getting killed off in American I wasn't story. happy about you it. You were very happy. That That's was just me being a uh, my typical smart-ass self. Kind of what you said. <laughs> was, it, was I not just being my normal self tie shirt? I don't think there's much more to read into than that. No, that was exactly the epitome of Mike Harmon's response. <laughs> it is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. And Aaron Rodgers said something pretty shocking today. Packers quarterback who we didn't know if he was going to play last week because of a knee injury suffered Week one against Chicago Bears, in which he came back from injury to throw seven touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win. Uh, quarterback the Packers to a 29-29 tie with the Vikings last week. Made it through the game okay, had a brace on his knee. He seemed to be okay. But after what Aaron Rodgers was asked and answered today, now there seems to be a little bit more concern over AR. Is there any concern that instead of getting better as the year goes on, that your knee is going to continue to get worse as the year goes on? I mean, yeah, this is obviously a concern. Hopefully it goes the other way, though. Is your knee going to get worse? And you're expecting to hear, no, it feels good. I've been doing a lot of exercises. Everything is good. You hear, oh, yeah, it could absolutely get worse. Hoping it gets better. Well, hoping it gets better. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. 300-pound defensive linemen are going to keep landing on me, but hey, I'm hoping it's getting better. Wait, hang on a second. You, that's not exactly what I what, what I thought you would say. I thought it was something. De- I thought I you thought said, you I'm all right, spider. I thought you said that, spider. Yeah, we are watching Goodfellas. I heard someone say some spider, spider. <laughs> spider, spider. Now, at least what I can do here is I can help Aaron Rodgers and I can help Mike McCarthy with the strategy for Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the season. Don't spot, practice. Spot bonuses for every guy that, that commits a hold that keeps him from getting hit. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true too, yes. Don't practice. Does he really need to practice? And I'm being serious. Does he really need to practice at the, does he need to be out on the field Monday through Friday going through whatever practice, drills, sessions? He doesn't need to. Aaron Rodgers needs to be in the film room looking at the future opponent, maybe out there a little bit on a Saturday, getting some of the rust off, throwing a little bit. He does not need to be out there doing anything else on that knee. 
There's no need to. Some guys, would Sam Darnold need to be out there? Sure, because he's a rookie quarterback and he needs the reps. He can't just stop. He can't just show up Well, there's that too. And man, you got to build on that. You know, certain guys can't show up Sunday after after not practicing all week, but Aaron Rodgers has been doing this a pretty long time. I'm pretty confident that he can show up and play great on Sunday if he doesn't practice. So at least take that wear and tear off of your knee, and it's seven days of rest instead of, well, we're going to monitor it as we go along. He doesn't need to practice. He doesn't need to. He can sit and he can learn in the classroom. It's not like he's getting hit anyway. Why are you doing that? Let let him sit. And even if he's not 100%, at least he's close enough to it. Because last week, he wasn't 100%. He, he hung back in the pocket a lot more than normal, but he still showed some escapability when he had to get outside yep. the pocket. But he was still, it's Aaron Rodgers. That is better than anything else you have. Doesn't need to practice. Every scramble made you uh, wince a little bit if you were watching mm-hmm. that Packers game and you were marveling at it. You know, obviously... In week one, he walked on water, uh, yes. and the hyperbole of what he what he was able to do on the football field. We talked to Jay Glazer, talked about how bad that knee is. Deshaun Kaiser should get every practice rep. There's prepare him. He needs it, but prepare him, <laughs> but give him every rep because at some point you're probably going to need to sit Aaron Rodgers for a game, maybe two, because this knee's not going to get better unless you give it adequate rest. And even then, on Sundays, we watched every time he ran. And yes, he was more escapable, still grimacing the entire way. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, the big NFL headline of the day, Fox. Now with Mike Harmon. Like it hasn't been you and I sitting next to each other for four years. That's all right. It's always new and improved each and every night we come in here. What's your and name? We- we put our lunch pail down and we go to work. You know, you know, really. And one dog looks this way, the other one looks the other way. I like the way that works. We're ready. <laughs> this dog goes, "Hey, what do you want from me?" No, you want to hear something? This, this is crazy. And I can say this because I know, I know she's not listening. Uh, we're gonna get into big NFL story of the day today in a second. But just it was two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago, people live across the street from us. It's a family. It, it, it's a mother and who's older and her daughter who's about my age and their kids who are teenagers. We've lived across the street from them for 10 years, 10 years, seen them all the time, talk to them all the time. Their daughter babysits for Zoe. Mm -hmm. We've known them 10 years. They have lived there 10 years. This wasn't like neighbors. You barely see your neighbor. We see them all the time. Almost. I I would say five or six times a week, say him, say hi and everything. Two weeks ago, uh, the daughter, the one who's about our age, comes across the street to tell us to tell us something, something about the block. And I'm like, okay. And she comes over and she usually says, you know, I came over and mom said, oh, you should go over and tell, you know, you should go over and tell Pam and Jason. And I'm like, Jason, just it's not Josh, it's Jason. And I was laughing and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, you didn't know my name? 10 years, I've talked to you hundreds of times. And she didn't didn't know I thought my name was Josh. J-Man, the Jason. The J, Mr. J. Dr. J. At least say, hey, what's up, Chief? Or, you know, something that you say to someone if you don't know their name. Sports. What's up, Chief? What's up, dude? What's happening? I'm like, and why are you telling me this in my own home? My man. You you still don't know my name. As as they're scanning the walls for, like, a greeting card or something. (laughs) Or a stack of, uh, you know, solicitations through the mail. Hey, a credit card offer for Jason Smith and then I'm or like, current occupant. Okay, and all right, and here's the one part is I all right, I don't understand it, but 
if you don't remember my name after living across the street for 10 years, all right. But why would you tell me that? Why would you say that to me? Hey, Anigo, you're your wearing, the, wearing the shirt that has the, my name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my, <laughs> you killed my father. Prepared to die. die. Anigo, it's, it's been fun I living across from you all these years. I don't <laughs> I don't it's cool it. that you wear the name tag whenever you. I, go. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't. I, that was. I was like, wow. It's all right. Really? I, I, and, and I looked at my wife. I was at Pam. I said, she goes, yeah, well, you know, sometimes you forget people's and we go, wait, now we're arguing about who's got the better memory. Oh, I way have the no, that's memory. like taking a baseball bat to you right now. But I'm there. like, wait a minute. Not a. <laughs> Well, sometimes you I'm don't like, remember people's name. I remember their names. You live with me. You got to be on my side with this. This is this is You're me. supposed to have my back. Didn't know. Thought my name was Josh. Who is it? Josh. It's the Josh Smith Show with Who? Mike Harp. I would have to go by Josh with. Nah, you, you would have earned say, too much money in the NBA to be sitting. Here. You, you can't say Josh Josh Smith because it's too because the 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 S is together. It would have to be like Joshua Smith because that kind of rolls off a little bit more. A little bit like better. like uh, I went to school with a guy named Michael Michael Kelly, and I called him Mike Kelly all the time because in my head I'm saying Mike Kelly, and he goes, "You know, you're saying Mike Kelly," and I'm like, "Oh yeah yeah, it's Mike." Mike Kelly. Kelly. I, right, well, you know, when you go by Mike Kelly and it's a K into a K, that's going to happen. It's going to be Mike Kelly. Wasn't there a King Mike Kelly? Wasn't that one of those uh, tobacco cards from uh, way back in the day? King of the, yeah, King Mike Kelly, who had 424 in 1897. <laughs> Something like that. Losing the batting title to Ed Delahanty in a last day that... And there he is, the king of 19th century baseball cards. Why the hell do I know this? <laughs> What's wrong with me? You know, the king, Mike Kelly. It's Mike. There he is right there. Kelly. Say Mike Kelly. That's how it goes. <sighs> no. I was Josh, man. For 10 years, I was Josh. Hi, Josh. Josh. Um, Fox Sports Radio. Hi. I'm Jason. He's Josh, Mike. I was Michael. <laughs> if you miss any of the show, you can download the best of podcast. It goes up right after the show is over. It goes up on iTunes, Google Play, FoxSportsRadio.com. Use the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Google Play, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. You can download the whole show, parts of it, whatever you want. Rate us. Give us five stars. Please give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Hope you had fun listening to the Eric Dickerson interview. Uh, that played big today for us on social media. He's on the show with us last night. And uh, tonight you get the rest of our best of. That may include Maroon 5. Because... We now know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. The New York. We know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. J-E-T-E Jets. Maroon 5 playing halftime of Super Bowl Lee. Hey. Hi, Lee. You just love that. Uh, Whenever you can get that in. That's why, that's why I always request Lee DeLap fill in when Justin Frostberg is out because I want to play the Hey, Lee. Not just about Lee, it's Lee just, DeLapp and his yeah. professional competency. If his name was Jim DeLapp, we wouldn't have, Lee, Lee, you wouldn't be working. Dude, you'd have the night off anyway, but because your name is Lee. Your name is play, now Josh. We can play that drop. Hey, in other words. Lee. <laughs> I think that's my favorite drop in the whole system. That's hey, pretty good. Lee. That and Albert Hoopelhoff. I, those are my two probably favorite Are you sure it's ones. not this one, Jason? He's trash. Not that one. <laughs> you know my favorite Lyft driver is? Not Alex Tightshirt. But. Maroon 5 is playing the Super Bowl. That was the big news today. They're going to play. Lost a star in his rating. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, thanks. I was keeping a solid Bloop. 5.0. Bloop. Bloop. Jerk. Bloop. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alex. I'm your Lyft driver. I work on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. How you doing? You got a negative review from Jason Smith <laughs> nationwide. <laughs> and I've never been He said you were trash. <laughs> trash. He's trash. Uh, so Maroon 5 is playing, and this is exactly 
what the NFL wants. They want non-threatening, inoffensive, adult contemporary rock music to wash over fans at halftime as they make sandwiches, talk about the commercials, go to the bathroom and get ready for the second half. They don't want anybody to come out with some kind of political statement. They don't want someone to cause a controversy. They don't want someone to rip off somebody's clothes. Now, they want unassuming, not dangerous, soft rock, your light, refreshing favorites, <laughs> and 50 minutes of music an hour. Coming as we up found later out. on, you'll hear from Phil Collins, Whitney Houston, and the latest from Maroon 5. You got that voice down. That's a pretty good that's not contemporary uh, line right there. That's, a, that's we, what the we're NFL We're going to get our wants. own channel <laughs> along the way, too. We just play songs that are right down the middle that you can sing along to, bopping along in your car, or humming along to at work. Adult contemporary Maroon 5 at the Super Bowl. How do we get uh, Outcast in the middle of it? Oh, I'd love to get Outcast in. At least get like a rendition think, of Hey Ya going. But I didn't think they talk anymore, right? Didn't they just tour like a couple uh, years ago? Wasn't it recent? Did they get back together? I yeah, thought they hated each other for a while. I, I, you know, I, I didn't know. Maybe, maybe they're back talking now. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen them. They probably realize that you know, oh, you know, Andre Benjamin's not doing movies as much anymore, and and you know, Big Boy is probably like, well, uh, hey, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it came back in 2013 where Andre 3000 then said he felt like a sellout. <laughs> Bring it back again. Come on now. Your soothing pop favorites of recent years past. It's like a comfortable old sweater. It's Maroon 5. It's what they want. That's what they want. And the fact that Maroon 5 are these big artists, because they have a lot of hit songs, shows you how dreadful the aughts were for music. The aughts was so the dreadful. The aughts were bad. From from 2000 through 2000, the aughts were terrible. Here's the aughts in music, right? You had Eminem for the first year or two, and then he disappeared and said, okay, I'm done. Then we had a long time of bleeping Nickelback, man. We had a long time of that. And then we had Creed, and we had it was a bad time for rock and you roll. You know what? Then, Creed would be good here. And then if, we, we, if they had them in Super Bowl, can you take me higher? <laughs> And, then, and then I'll sing the other one that sounds just like this next. <laughs> to a place. And then in 2008, we got American Idiot. And then rock got a little bit better. But the aughts was a vast, barren wasteland of music where suck. groups like Maroon 5 were able to put down roots and go, hey, you love our brand of non-offensive, non-reflective, happy, bippity-boppity music. That you can tap your foot to anywhere you are. I mean, that's Maroon 5. That's how bad the aughts were for music. But you know what? It, it worked for folks because they went out and bought. It, well, because you got to buy something. No, you don't. You got to buy something no, you new. Don't. No, you don't. I can't just go back and keep listening to Black Sabbath. No, you I, can. I, can't. I mean, you I can. can. You can go Listen. update your, your Aussie work. As- you can go back. I mean, we celebrated the release of No More Tears. Maybe you maybe you skipped that one. As maybe, much- maybe as big a Black Sabbath fan as you were, you weren't a big fan of the Oz man by himself. Maybe you can go back <laughs> into that catalog. Maybe you can revisit some of the other music. Maybe you can go get some Cat Stevens. As much I don't as- know, a little Gordon Lightfoot. Would Cat that kill you? Cream. A little wreck Gordon of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> Did uh, you just say Fitzgerald? No, I said Fitzgerald. Yeah, I mean Fitzgerald, yeah? Fitzgerald. It's Fitzgerald? Uh, maybe. Hey, how about Larry Fitzgerald? I recommend them in fantasy. No, I don't anymore because no. they're, they're trash. No, they won't score any points. No more Fitzgerald in fantasy. Hey, smiles, everyone. Smiles. Maroon 5. 
simply put, is a band that was only as big as they are because nothing else was there to jump in and say, hey, we're a little bit better. Look, Adam Levine, good-looking dude. He's on The Voice. He was on American Horror Story for a, a season. Yeah, okay. I, I get his popularity. He got a season? Yeah, I get Well, he was only in a couple of episodes. Oh. They killed him off pretty, you know, pretty fast. Actually, oh, not yeah, he fast. He got killed pretty, pretty fast. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, yeah. You were happy that he got killed. I wasn't fast happy. In the show. No, I just, I was I glad you were in the show. I was like, glad oh, yeah, you glad were able happy. to fill in the blanks and let me know uh, about his uh, demise. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise, I would have asked, "How did it end?" It, it ended with him. Yeah, he got killed. Okay. Um, but let's do this for a couple minutes. Top five Maroon 5 songs. Hey, they've sold over 75 million records. It's amazing because people got to buy something. I got to buy something. Again, you can go back. Maybe maybe the Carpenters. As much as I love Wicked World, I want to listen to something new at some time. Maybe you could get one of those 97 Johnny Cash albums that were released Uh, by Rick Rubin. uh, Now I really want to go back and listen to Wicked World, now the more I think about it. That's probably my favorite Black Sabbath song. There you have it. Uh, but here are your top five Maroon 5 songs. You're going to hear them all at the Super Bowl. Number five is a tie between This Love, Misery, and She Will Be Loved. All these songs are interchangeable. They're all the same. I love her. I put her on a pedestal. And everybody's happy. Did you know that they opened both for the Rolling Stones and the police? But yeah, because they're inoffensive. There's no, They're not going to outshine the next group. I mean, at least here in, in L.A., when I saw them at Dodger Stadium, the police, I got Foo Fighters. <laughs> so that worked. All those songs are the same. They're big hits, but they're all the same. Number four makes me wonder. Good song. Good song. I like Makes Me Wonder. They get a little and bit And it out, makes me wonder. A different song. Different. <laughs> so you makes go me back wonder. and buy that one instead. Maybe you <laughs> don't have that one in the collection. Different one. Number three, very underrated, Daylight. Third best Maroon 5 song is Daylight. It's a good cut. This is like, whoa. Oh, can, I was thinking of Barry Manilow's Daybreak. Uh, no, I, That's what was going through my head. I was thinking of Daylight, that movie with Stallone. Daybreak. <laughs> Stallone was trapped under the earth and he had to get up. No, Daylight is like, hey, oof, we're really outside our comfort zone now. We're, we're going to take a chance here and bear our souls okay. to you. Number two, Sunday morning. Now, yes, Sunday morning sounds just yeah, like Yeah, I just this said love, Johnny Cash. But, Sunday morning going down. But Sunday morning is on the Love Actually soundtrack and was featured in Love Actually. Okay. You know how much I love Love Actually? Sure. So Sunday morning is number two. We celebrate Nye and Firth whenever we can. I feel it in my fingers. And the number one Maroon 5 song, mm-hmm. which I'm sure they will open with it because you just heard all their best songs. They got to open with something fast. Moves like Jagger. It's got to be. It's got to be moves like Jagger. You think Jagger shows up? It's got He's been hanging out in Tennessee. Mick Jagger or Antonio Sabato Jr., who was Jagger on General Hospital? Oh, nice. Uh, uh, I'd rather see Mick. Jagger. Mick's been working on uh, so, some some stuff down in, in, in Nashville. Jagger's so. like something you name your kid when you want him to be a pirate. Or, or, well, it know, is National Talk Like a Pirate Day, it, so make sure you drop a line about scurvy on yeah, somebody tonight. I like, I like National Cheeseburger Day a lot better. But th- this look, this song has that tapeworm type effect where it gets in your brain, and just stays there and doesn't leave, just moves around. You're back stays to the tapeworm. Yeah, in there, stays there because that's what it is. No, tapeworms are what is. help you. Like people sometimes want to eat one so they can lose weight. Yeah, well, it's, this one would eat your brain, so you no, lose weight not, up that, top. That, that's not good for anybody. No, but if it eats my brain. You know, there used to be a sandwich shop that would say, I you want to lose 20 ugly pounds, <laughs> uh, you could take off your dome. You saw how the guy lost 20 pounds in uh, Mayan's MC last week, right? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, oh no, no, the premiere? You, you said, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, it would, I, but the one oh. thing it would do is I would go from like a 7 and 7, 8 size hat, I'd go down to like 7 and a half. 
Suddenly, I can buy a lot more yeah, hats. Yeah, but you might not be able to do any of the impressions anymore. Uh, that's right. I love hats. That'll be pretty cool. Well, but you might lose lose a little bit of the uh, medulla oblonga. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Can you say that? Wait, can you say that? Seven-second delay, medulla. Okay. Okay, I found out you can say that. <laughs> Twitter and how about a fresca, Mike, at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. There you go. There is Maroon 5. There is Maroon 5. I also give you a lot of good musical options if you're looking to round out your record catalog. Maybe you get a little Tenacious D tribute. I don't know. Coming up next, you will most definitely hear Wicked World, and we're going to talk about all the big news in college football. How good is Notre Dame? Could it be a very boring season because Alabama is just going to beat the crap out of everybody? It's next on Fox. I hate that song. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. We got more NFL on the way in a few minutes, but right now, time to get to the most burning questions in college football. Welcoming in, via the hotline, former Poison Roadie turned college football insider. Check him out. Publisher of collegefootballnews.com. Friend of the show, Pete Futek. What's happening, Pete? I can honestly say, as much as I despise Poison, I've never, ever been happier to hear the CC riff kick in. Like I did just now. Uh, that I I can't do Maroon Five. I can't do it. Like, look, I I love music. I'm a fan. I can try to find something good about anything not country or uh, you know really. But I cannot do Maroon Five. <laughs> well, I'm glad to do that for you because you've done something for me, whether you know it or not. The front page of CollegeFootballNews.com, Mike Harmon. What wow. is the top story on the front page of CollegeFootballNews.com? It is a big Syracuse three and zero Orange preview on the way to the college football playoff. A game uh, preview. I thought you were, were going to mention. I thought you were going to mention the uh, home at the top of my Twitter page that says your favorite band sucks. Oh, which is a no, that's good life. too. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Um, Syracuse versus Connecticut. Fearless prediction and game preview. That's at the top. That's how That's big the, Syracuse wow. is. Dino Babers for the win. <laughs> yeah. They're, you know, the hell's coming to breakfast next week with Clemson. But for now, hey, 4 0 <laughs> start coming up. You beat Florida State, the you know, pretty easily, as it turns out. You've won your first three games going to blow out UConn, and uh, all right, you know, break up the orange. No, that's great. That, But the better story's in the losing locker room. Yeah. How does Willie Taggart get things turned around? Hey, you know what? If a if a porn star wants to start a GoFundMe page to get rid of me, I, I'm actually sort of cool with that. I, I would take that deal. Hey, a former... Uh, Former adult film actor. You're, you're never a former adult. <laughs> aren't, we, aren't we all? You're never a former. All. <laughs> all right, Pete, let, let, let's go here with this now. Is it, you know, th- It's been a fun season so far. We've seen uh, some close games, some upsets, some new stars that, that have announced themselves over the course of the first couple of weeks. But is this going to be window dressing? Is this going to be one of those years where Alabama just sort of wire to wires it and we go, yeah, well, yeah, they, they were the best. They were clearly better than everybody else in the country. Well, basically what you have is you have Alabama, who's already pretty good. You've added Drew Brees. I mean, that's what Tua Tungavaiola is. He's the left-handed Drew Brees in terms of the exact same size. he got the exact same accuracy. They're, they're just that kind of player. And what do you do? I mean, we'll see this week. I mean, Texas A&M obviously did a pretty good job against Clemson. But what do you do? You have Ole Miss, who has this absolutely killer passing game. It's going to finish in the top ten of the country. 
It comes up with a 75-yard play to start the game. And I think they completed like six passes the rest of the game. And just got ripped through like they weren't even there. This this Alabama team is playing at a whole other level. And as we know, it's it's not actually a long season. It's only a three month college football season. But you know, the teams waver a little bit. They're going to have to deal with LSU at some point again. Texas A and M is going to be kind of nasty. I hope to answer your question. I hope that Ohio State or Georgia or someone just is good enough to at least be that team. And there you say, you know what? Maybe this team could get it done. Now that Ohio State gets uh, Urban Meyer back from that odd suspension that allowed him to work in the offices the last couple of weeks, maybe fewer press conferences and more coaching? Uh, There's got to be someone, I'm not joking here, someone at Ohio State, the public relations department or crisis management professor, someone's got to coach this guy. Right. It's so bad. And I I have friends who are like, well, I'm never sending my kid to Penn State, and I get that, or... I'll never send my kid to Ohio State now after this. I wouldn't send my kid to Ohio State because apparently their PR department sucks. You know, they're just, they can't, because Urban Meyer is just standing up there. His arms are folded. He's swaying. It's an you know, obvious, you know, flight response in terms of the way his body language is, and he's holding everything in. And he keeps talking and saying things, and he doesn't need to. He won. And like you said, he's he's back. Well, he never actually left. Right. He was at, he, he was practicing, coaching the team during practices. He was the head coach of Ohio State. He just wasn't on the sidelines. Now they go out there and destroy Tulane, and he'll go out there to a hero's welcome in front of a hundred thousand people, and America will throw up in their mouths a little bit, and then Ohio State will go on and you know look awesome in football again. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, College Football Insider, publisher of collegefootballnews.com, Pete Futek with us here. And Pete, it's been an interesting roller coaster of a first few weeks for Notre Dame. You had Notre Dame get the big win over Michigan now. They are having a war of words, Brian Kelly and Vanderbilt head coach Derek Mason, about the cut blocking from last week. And Brian Kelly, uh, as far as... Derek Mason is concerned. Mason says Kelly can take his comments and keep it moving. If he's got something personal, he can come see me. Notre Dame is dealing with a lot of stuff. But how good are they? I, they're not very good so far. The running game isn't working. You know, The defense has been okay, uh, but they haven't played well consistently. Their, their game against Ball State was a mess. You know, they, they, didn't, they played just well enough to get by a pretty good Vanderbilt team. But here's the the crazy part about this. Yes, they you lose Quentin Nelson and Mike McGlinchey, you know, off the offensive line. So you're going to take a little bit of a step back. But eventually, this running game is going to work. If you look at their schedule, they get after this week against Wake Forest, they get Stanford and at Virginia Tech. If they at least split those two, they're still in the hunt for really giant things. Because all of a sudden, you look at their schedule. Maybe, of course, they're beatable. Florida State, they're not very good. USC, they're not very good. And if they so happen to you know, slip by Stanford at home and they get by Virginia Tech on the road, get ready to crank up the idea of what do you do with this team because you look at the rest of that schedule, they could just sort of fall backwards into 11-1 and or 12-0. and And if they go 12-0, and they're in the college football playoffs no matter what. How long before we uh, see USC take Clay Helton out? <laughs> well, here's, here's the, the fun thing so far. It's, it's, you know, Lane Kiffin won 28 games at this point in his career, and uh, Clay Helton's won 28 games at this point in his career. It's it's not working. You can't do this. It, there's certain schools that you cannot just you know rebuild. 
I know you lose Sam Darnold, but you're you've been there long enough with your Clay Helton that you've got to come up with something. And the worst part about USC isn't that they lost. Okay, Stanford's really you know pretty good, and you know going to Texas that's you know that's you're gonna lose those games. It's that they're boring. They just okay. You got a true freshman quarterback who's a senior in high school, but you you can't be boring if you're USC. You can't be bad. Fortunately for them, the guy on the other side of town's having a worse run of it so far. <laughs> so it's not like you know it's you know it's the Thornton Mellon line. You want to look thin, hang around with fat people. Well, if you want to look good, you know this is obviously this time in LA. You want to be where UCLA's you know, stinking it up on the other side. So, but this is bad. I mean, fortunately for USC, the Pac-12 South is such a mess right now. They could still win this. They could still get back to the Pac-12 championship, but they're not going to play for the national championship. And, you know, if you're a USC fan, you're like, you know what? The Seattle thing's kind of boring right now. I think Pete Carroll, (laughs) you know what? Pencils have erasers. Let's see if this dude wants to come back. I know you. You're tall and fat. Yeah, well, you're short and ugly. Give me back my pen. All right, so, Pete, when it comes to Kyler Murray, I understand, hey, the A's wagered the number nine overall pick in the MLB draft. He's going to go play for the Oakland A's organization after he's done quarterbacking Oklahoma this year. But, boy, not only has he been great, he's the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. Are you still going to walk away from football and into baseball? I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know if you're the A's, why you wouldn't say, man, come on, enough of this. Uh, yeah, I, I think you do. I, I think you kind of have to. If you're a baseball player, go play baseball. Uh, this is all cute. This is all fun. But uh, you you could be, you know, the next Javi Baez or something. You're pretty good at what, to be, what being one of these middle infielders that can do a little bit of everything. Uh, I think you get do leave. I, I do think Tunga Viola is the front runner for the Heisman right now, if it's just the way this is going. But Murray's kind of the same kind of stats that Baker Mayfield had last year at this time. He's been great, and the crazy part about it is he hasn't even turned it loose as a runner yet. That's the one aspect of this that Baker Mayfield didn't have, is the ability to hit the home runs from anywhere on the field. Murray's got the speed, and he hasn't had to do it yet. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. You can follow Pete Futak on Twitter. At Pete Futek, that is at Pete Futek. And, of course, the previews of all the big games coming up this weekend. Go to collegefootballnews.com and on the top at Syracuse Orange game. Ready to go. Pete, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Later, guys. See you, Pete. There goes Pete Futek, and there he goes. Syracuse on the top. Look and, at that. And just remember, with one day in the major leagues, you get lifetime health care coverage. That's right. you got to listen to the whole not, show. Not that way in the National Football League. Eric Dickerson will tell you. That is not the case. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. We got more NFL on the other side of Deb Carson telling you what's trending. DC, what's up? Well, guys, taking a look ahead to week three in the NFL. It kicks off Thursday with the JETS Jets, Jets, Jets visiting the Browns. Browns receiver Jarvis Landry's listed as questionable for the game. Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota still feeling numbness and tingling and two fingers on his throwing hand. His status for Sunday's game at Jacksonville is uncertain. His teammate running back Leonard Fournette returned to practice for Jacksonville after missing time with a sore hamstring. Broncos quarterback Case Keenum sat out for practice today. Just precautionary measures because of a sore knee. And Falcons receiver Julio Jones skipped practice today to rest his sore calf muscle. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15 minutes or more on car insurance. Geico.com. Baseball finals for you. The Yankees ripped the Red Sox 10-1. to And for the second straight night, 
Boston is kept from clinching the AL East. Their magic number to clinch is still two. Cardinals lost to the Braves 7-3 Atlanta. Diamondbacks ripped the Cubs 9-zip. Cubs lead in the NL Central is now just two and a half over Milwaukee, who blanked the Reds 7-zip. And underway at Chavez Ravine, Dodgers and Rockies deadlocked at two apiece bottom of the seventh. Finally, guys... Yasiel Puig can't catch a break for the second time in a month, fourth time in the last 18 months. Puig has had his home broken into by burglars. The latest incident occurred last night while Puig was playing in the game against Colorado. Yasiel Puig has to invest in ADT. He's got to get a dog (laughs) or at least one of those recordings that when you ring the doorbell, the dog barks. Yeah, exactly. even, Even though you know it's a recording, it's still, oh, wait a minute, something's going on here. I need something like that. A couple of cardboard cutouts. Wait a minute, Deb. Where were you those four nights? I was right fest? here with you, Jason. You sure, Smith Deb? Mike Harmon, I was. Are you sure? I, I don't know about that. What, <laughs> what about those nights when you said, hey, I'll be back in like an hour. I'm going to go up the road. <laughs> don't tell anybody. I just recorded ahead and guessed right. at the score yeah. so what they would be. <laughs> Dodgers win 8-4. Wait, the Dodgers She's the greatest pro- no, no, She's no, the best no, prognosticator no. we've had in that chair. That's how it works. <laughs> Thanks, DC. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. Yeah, Yasiel Puig needs something. I mean, the, the guy's an absolute target. Everybody knows where, or enough people know where he lived that people keep going and robbing his house. Barbed wire. Dude, you need something. A couple of trap doors At, on your lawn. You have an entourage. Have somebody sit in the living room. Unless that's the way it works. Oh, you're just going to let us in the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. Take, you know, I mean, really? Oh, an inside job. Oh, I didn't, I'm didn't. i just saying. Well, what the hell's he got in there? Is he hiding his cash in there? Like He's, he's got guy, He's got like some relics he's the from guy an ancient the, civilization no, 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 buried no, no, no. underneath? No, I'll tell you, Asiel Puigas. He's the guy who, in the movie, is the bad guy who's so brazen and says, I keep all my money in this safe in my bedroom because no one would dare come up and take it because you'll wind up dead. And then people wind up going up there and taking the money. I mean, that that's the Yasiel Puig must be. Because I kept four times. I mean, the fact that people are still going back to his house tells me he's still keeping stuff there. Or it's like, well, we'll get to this the next time we go break in. Like, like when he, go, when he goes out in. to have a drink, is he talking loudly of something he just procured? <laughs> you know, I put it on the, on the wall in my living room. <laughs> One hell of a painting that I paid. I can't even tell you how much I began. <laughs> $1.4 million. I don't want to say I paid a lot for that painting, <laughs> but there were two commas in the check that I wrote. <laughs> Dodgers right now tied with Colorado 2-2 in the seventh. Uh, game is still going on. So Yasiel Buddy, Puig, though, we get to see the game today. Puig is actually, what the hell is going on? He's at, at the plate. Yeah, he's batting right now. You know where he is, right? They always say, you know, don't don't advertise when you've left your house. <laughs> hey, Puig is batting. Puig so is batting. I don't post anything. To, nobody cares, but I don't post anything to social media. Hey, look at me. Look where uh, I am. It's like, you know, it always, my dad is, is the worst of that because my dad always can't stand when people put the, uh, 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 and Yasiel Puig. Oh, he just hit a he home run. He hits a three-run home run we as we it. talk about it. We got that home run hit, And he's Yossi sprinting L. all the way back to oh, his house. Oh, look at him run. Yasiel Puig, everybody. Get to the treasure room. <laughs> yeah, That's why he's running so fast around the base. I got to get home. People know I'm looking. Now everybody knows who I am because they just 
Bling, bling. They just <laughs> said it on the radio. Hey! <laughs> Update. I, I heard Jason and Mike and Deb say it on the radio that I'm bad. I got to run and I got to hit a home run and get home. We're good luck. Get back. I got to make there. sure. Got to make sure that Carson stays away from my house. <laughs> you know what he needs to do is you know we just watched Home Alone recently. He needs to do what Kevin did when he thought the uh, when the crooks were coming. You know, set up the recording with the uh, the TV <laughs> the, the gangsters and the gunfire going <laughs> off. You know, whenever somebody rings the doorbell, you got till the count of ten to get your lion <laughs> ugly yellow. <laughs> what, one, two, ba, 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 yeah, ba, 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 ten, and he starts going ten. with the machine gun. <laughs> oh, Deb knows a lot about stuff like that. Mm, I gotta, pop culture. Uh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, right now it's pop culture, but let me talk. Okay, research. Right, right oh, oh, gotcha. Put a GPS. Wink, wink. Put a GPS on Deb's car. <laughs> see where it goes. All well, right. his 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 first uh, break in was not far from my hood. So. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, again, well, see, you got to stop while you're ahead, Deb. Exactly. You got to stop while you're ahead. I mean, really. I mean, our third clue. (laughs) (laughs) No, but my dad, the one thing he gets so mad about, because it's always the whole thing about don't advertise when you're going to be away from home. You don't put on Facebook, hey, I'm going to Hawaii for three weeks. Exactly. But what my dad hates more than anything is when you walk by a car and it's in the parking lot and someone has put like the. uh, like the, the the thing in the front windshield to keep the car from getting oh, really shade. hot. Yeah. Every time my dad goes, yeah, nothing tells me. Oh, come rob my car! I'm gonna be away from it for three or four hours. More than that, stupid people. <laughs> Every time, and my dad go, Dad, you're gonna see this the rest of your life. People are gonna keep doing this. Yeah, they're stupid. I'm like, all right, Dad, all right. But that 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 gets him the most. Anything else? That's the one thing. Oh, I want to wind him up. I w- I want to walk him past like a whole bunch of cars like That's that. That's like uh, straight out of. Family guy and Peter Griffin. Yeah. There he is now with, you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, DC. We have again GPS on Deb Carson's car. Uh, Twitter at <laughs> How About a Fresca, Mike and Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Really, I wouldn't have said, oh, it happened real close to where I live. <laughs> Would not have said that. Uh, coming up next, speaking of saying things, you're not going to believe what John Gruden said today. I mean it. You are not going to believe what he said. Now, everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Why don't you add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance? Why not, right? The good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you got to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more in car insurance. Extra money in your pocket? It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. What John Gruden said, coming up next right here on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Get to hear a lot of bass in this version of Wicked World. Oh, you know I love that, right? This is my favorite Black Sabbath song of all time. Of all the Blacks, this is this is so good. This is it, right? Oh, all right. this is the best. Oh, I Are we going to do a top 10 uh, slideshow of Black Sabbath songs if, next? If Black Sabbath gets to play the halftime of the Super Bowl, we will, sure. But it Can was we, Maroon 5 tonight. So if we were to say, want to take a night off to go see Ozzy at the Greek. How would we go about that? Uh, we would call and see if we could get free tickets to see Ozzy at the that Greek. That would be a good start. That's where we'd go. Think you do the wizard? Uh, oh, sure. Sure you do the wizard. Okay, good. But I just want to hear Wicked World. I can tell. Oh, so good. You just have this big smile on your face between speaking that Yasiel Puig home run into existence. We did. We kind of did. Watching Jimmy go nuts here on uh, Ray Liotta good stuff you're not gonna believe what john gruden actually said today now i'm 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 saying we hear hyperbole you're not gonna be no you really are not this is not clickbait john gruden and the raiders sit at zero and two 
One of the reasons they're at 0-2 is because they can't get to the quarterback. How about that? Why can't they get to the quarterback? Because John Gruden decided, I'm going to trade the best pass rush, the best pass rusher walking the earth right now in Khalil Mack because he didn't want to be here, but really John Gruden is a guy who doesn't like being challenged by anyone, doesn't like anybody on the team. He's coaching to have what is what could be seen as equal status to him. Doesn't like it. Doesn't value defensive players as much. So trades away Khalil Mack. This is actually what John Gruden said today when he was asked about, hey, getting pressure on the quarterback is pretty important. What's your plan to get to the quarterback considering you just traded Khalil Mack? It's hard to find a great one. It's hard to find a, a good one. It's hard to find one. You just said it. You know, college football now, they're they're not really dropping back to pass and throwing footballs anymore. They're throwing laterals and they're throwing bubble screens and they're running read options. So you got to train these guys. It takes a little bit of time to learn how to rush the passer. We got some guys that are in that process right now. He really said that. Yeah. There's, go, go back. Play the beginning of that again. I want. It's just so awesome. Play it's it hard again. to find a great one. It's hard to find a, a good one. It's hard to find one. You just said it. You know. All right, stop it. It's hard to find a great one. Ah, uh, boy, if he didn't have Khalil Mack on his team already, I would say, hey, I agree with you. Oh my God, I just like the downgrade, right? Oh From my the, God. it's hard to find a great one. Well, it's hard to find a good one. That that makes it it's worse. Because hard if you're to saying, find one. If you keep, <laughs> if you keep saying, if you say it's hard to find a good one, you had a great one in Khalil Mack. Now I knew when this ha- when John Gruden came out of retirement after being away from the game for ten years, we said. John Gruden was a genius. He's been away from the game a long time. Watching it is different. Watch the game pass him by. I didn't think watching the game pass him by was actually going to be watching a guy walk by him, pass him by on his way to the airport like Khalil Mack was. But this is John Gruden. Ten years ago, he could get away with whatever he wanted because he was the golden boy. Now, it's the same thing. They paid him a lot of money. But you have to value defensive players like Khalil Mack. You have to be able to understand what's posturing in a contract negotiation and what is I will never play it down for you ever, ever, ever again. The world was shocked when John Gruden traded Khalil Mack. He did it because he wanted to. He wanted to move Khalil Mack because he thought, this is a guy who if we pay him $100 million, people are going to see $100 million, and suddenly he's got a big voice that could challenge mine in the locker room if things don't go well, and I don't like it. I say this because John Gruden did this every stop he was at in the NFL before. He did it in Tampa Bay with Keyshawn. He did it when he was an OC in Philadelphia with Randall Cunningham. When he couldn't get along with Al Davis anymore, he's the owner of the bleeping Raiders. Nope, I'm leaving, and I'm going to coach the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is who John Gruden is. The game passes you by in different ways. It's not just, boy, your offensive system is out of date, your defensive system is out of date. It's not just that. It's being able to relate to the players, being able for the players to buy into what you're selling, being able to understand the value of players like Khalil Mack, who you're an offensive coach and he's a defensive player, but it doesn't matter. He is that valuable. And being able to be in charge of a team to get your message where it needs to go and you need everything else. Before, he was able to do it. That's 10 years ago. 10 years ago, before Twitter, before Facebook, before people got mad, before the new age of individual players in the NFL, before you had to pay edge rushers, before you had to pay guys to get to the quarterback. And John Gruden doesn't get that part of it and still wants to coach just like he did 10 years ago. And that's not going to work now. But you're a guy that has stayed around the game. Now, you're not in the locker room, but you've been around the game. You've been in these meeting rooms. You've had all these quarterback, what, two, three hours, however long they're together, breaking down tape for that 
special that he always had uh, as part of his package on, on ESPN that you're around the players, yet you keep losing in the not only the PR side of things. You know, we were talking with Pete Futek a little bit earlier about Urban Meyer. John Gruden just doesn't get it. Just say, hey, asked, answered, done. Stop addressing the Khalil Mack, no matter how many times they ask it. At this point, you're not going to suddenly break. Yeah, I ordered the code red. <laughs> and you start crying and, and going through the, some whole thing of how this all unraveled. No, he's going to keep saying, it. yeah, it's too bad. A junior Golette, <laughs> uh, 30-year-old uh, pass rusher, free agent, uh, visited Oakland. They offered him a contract. He declined and left. He's a guy uh, who played in 2017 after missing a couple of years. He used to be with the Saints. 34 and a half career sacks. He'd had, had a couple of uh, two uh, double-digit sack season. He was on Twitter. Everyone blow up John Gruden mentioned until I get signed. He wants back in. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. This many ways the game has passed you by, and John Gruden is showing you how it has with how he continues to deal with Khalil Mack. And the guy's been in the media for 10 years and doesn't realize I'm putting my foot in my mouth by saying things like, yeah, you got to get a great pass rush. It's hard to find. That's just ridiculous. He got two more games against Patrick Mahomes. We made the trade. <laughs> uh, we made the trade. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident, car buying experience coming up next a big breakthrough story in the nba a big star could be on the move fox sports radio final hour of the show the jason smith show with mike carmen live from the geico studios where 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more in car insurance more info visit geico.com and if you miss any of the show the best of podcast goes up about an hour from now on itunes google play foxsportsradio.com the iHeartRadio app iTunes, Google Play, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. Listen to the whole show, parts of it, whatever you want. Rate us. Give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Amen. Now, before we get to the big NBA story, because an all-star could be on the move after today, uh, people are I thought it was the offseason. <laughs> uh, no, there's no offseason. Okay. People are weighing in on Maroon 5 playing... The Super Bowl this year. There's a lot of anger. Super Bowl Lee. Hey Lee. Um Hey Lee. We broke down the top five Maroon really the top four Maroon Five songs. I said all their big hits like This Love and She Will Be Loved and There Will Be Love and Love Is Coming Later and Love Is Up and It's Down and Then It's Here and Then Love Is Here to Stay. They're all the same. So we did like the top four Maroon Five songs. Moves like Jagger is number one. So how about I give you the top four? tweets on Maroon 5 playing the Super Bowl. You ready? Okay, sure. Ernie says, Maroon 5, although he spelled Maroon like Doug Marone. uh, Jackson Jaguars, but that's okay. Well, you know. Cues, yo. Maroon 5. (laughs) Maroon 5 is a more vanilla band than the band Vanilla Fudge. Vanilla Fudge? I didn't even know who Vanilla Fudge is. Oh, that was one of my uncle's favorites. Really? Vanilla Fudge Oh, yeah. Really? What's the big song? Vanilla Fudge gets a reference. Fudge Flies. Fudge tracks. I, I don't even remember what the hits were. No. Uh, Wolfman Baby says, no, Maroon 5 is the band equivalent of the 2003 New Jersey Nets. There you go. I like they, that. That's a team that lost. They lost the Lakers, right? No three? Yeah. That was Jason Kidd? Wow. Sure. 
Uh, now I'm trying to think of what the name is uh, or what the what the big songs were. I mean, he had the season of the witch. <laughs> this that is was a good one. Season yeah. of the you know. And oh, between, that was that was uh, vanilla fudge between psychedelia oh, and heavy metal is how right. they're described in their uh, accounts here. Uh, Frank says, Jason, I'm setting the Vegas odds at twenty five to one. Maroon Five does nothing but Pantera songs during the Super Bowl. Now that I'd like to see. Because I kind of missed the whole Pantera thing the first time around. I'd like to see see them do some Pantera songs. That would be good. I'm in. Sure. Roger says, when I become NFL commissioner, I'm going to have Slipknot play the halftime show just to watch the world explode in the reaction. (laughs) you imagine? Slipknot. (laughs) Sure. That's exactly how they'll say it. And the band is called Slipknot. And here they are. Oh, boy. I don't understand what this is all about. <laughs> well, I mean, Corey Taylor was a big part of the uh, bass player live that I went here in Los Angeles when they celebrated the music of Geezer Butler. So he did mm-hmm. most of the Sabbath songs. So he could do a little of that, too. See, it all comes full circle. <laughs> yeah. And and what, I forget, one of the big Slipknot songs is on uh, Guitar Hero. I forget which one is. One of, their, one of their big songs is Guitar Hero. I forget which one, though. That's right. No, Alex Tightshirt will drive lift tonight, ask all his passengers, and we'll find out I got you. exactly who it is. That's good. I forget which one it was. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Now I'm obsessed with Vanilla Fudge. You are. You are. You are obsessed with Vanilla Fudge. Going back through their hits. Because, I mean, Season of the Witch was obviously the Donovan song this is that they this. covered. Okay, right. so Vanilla Fudge, this band that I don't think exists that you're just making up. No, what, what, they actually have songs or not? They have songs of their own, okay. but I, I, I can't play them while I'm talking to you here in the Geico Studios. <laughs> here, here, you keep doing your thing. I'm going to sample some of these songs to see which ones I remember I'm just from gonna, my youth hanging out fishing with my uncle. What I'm going to do is just sing some old Rage Against the Machine and, and pretend to pass it off like Vanilla Fudge. <laughs> What a pucker full of shit! No, that's Vanilla Fudge. No, I think that's Bulls on Parade. That no, never sounded fudge. better. But it was on their greatest hits album. What a pucker full of shit! <laughs> oh, Fox Sports Radio. Hi, Tom Morello. Uh, listen. Get your licks in on the Knicks and Clippers this year because next year they're going to be bosses. All right? The story today is a microcosm of what we've seen in the NBA as we get ready for training camp, proving that the NBA never really takes any time off because the season just ended. Now training camp starts next week. NHL's already in. (laughs) Now let's get the NBA Yeah, but the the NHL kind of preseason just blends into the regular season. Like, oh, they started a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but there's a good excuse to go to Vegas for one of those caravan kind of things in there. That's true. But today, Jimmy Butler, all-star, requested a trade from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Doesn't get along with Carl Anthony Towns. Doesn't want to be there. He wants a trade. His three destinations, preferable destinations, are number one, the Clippers, and if not the Clippers, then the Knicks or the Nets. The Nets, yo. The Nets is like. Come on, that's like but, saying no, the, Jets, yo, the, but no, not. No, the Nets is like Nets, the safety yo. school. Well, if you can't get me the Knicks, at least my safety school will be the Nets, so I'm actually in New York. That's but kind of a big deal, though. This is. 
It, it, okay, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Well, I mean, you could resurrect a, a team and, and begin the ascent and get yourself to New York. But this is why uh, when you can clean up your act over the course of a few months, you can suddenly turn into a destination. Because Jimmy Butler is someone, look, he wants to leave, and he wants to go to the Clippers or the Knicks, two teams that were dead in the water a few months ago. This next offseason, you think this offseason was crazy free agency-wise with LeBron and the Lakers. Next offseason, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Klay Thompson, Boogie Cousins, DeAndre Jordan, Kemba Walker are all free agents. Think about the last couple of months or even the last week. Kyrie Irving has been linked to the New York Knicks for a while that he really wants to go play in Madison Square Garden. So has Kemba Walker. So has Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant is more, does he really want to be a Nick or not, or how much is this wishing and hoping? But you now have Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, Kevin Durant, and now Jimmy Butler, who officially wants to go play for the Knicks. The Clippers are Jimmy Butler's number one destination, and NBA sources have reported in the last week that the Clippers are the preferred destination for Kawhi Leonard if he leaves Toronto at the end of this season. So now you're talking about two also-ran teams that had horrendous reputations that have turned themselves into destinations in just a few months. Look, the Clippers were a mess. They got to the high point they could with their big three of Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan. They're all gone now. Jerry West has made trades. They've cleared the decks. Steve Ballmer is a charismatic owner. They're building their own arena. Playing for the Clippers is cool now. It's not, boy, Donald Sterling, last chance Clippers. That was seems like it was 200 years ago. The Clippers have become a destination. They will get free agents as long as they have room. They have room. They'll stink this year, but then they can go get them. Maybe they accelerate the process because each the Knicks and the Clippers can bring in two max-type free agents. They can accelerate and say, hey, Jimmy Butler's my guy. Yes, we like him. They can bring him in for a trade. Well, but maybe they can share Jimmy Butler. Do a timeshare. Sure. Yeah. Bi-coastal timeshare. I'm going to play in Madison Square Garden. I'm going to play all the home games in Staples Center. Well, he wants both, but certainly, I mean, you've got the coasts becoming destinations as you go, and the Clippers making an interesting move that really played here on the West Coast, here in greater Los Angeles, of Lee Jenkins from SI joining them in some recently created, as yet untitled role of a facilitator and storyteller, I think, mm-hmm. uh, in, in going through some of his deep dives that he's done on so many of these players, right? You're looking at Jimmy Butler, you look at Kawhi Leonard, the LeBron James piece. I'm coming home was the Lee Jenkins bit. So mm-hmm. certainly he's a guy that has knowledge and, and has worked to find out how guys think and, and what makes them tick, which you get a guy like that added to your front office. It can't help but secure somebody in less than 48 hours later. Jimmy Butler, yeah, I'd go to the Clippers. Yeah. I think Cl- about that. Look, Clippers are a destination. We told you it's going to be easy to remake the Clippers. They're going to get it in a year. The same thing with the Knicks. As much of a mess as they were, James Dolan has stayed away. That's too Perry, bad, though. It's bad for no, us. I though. know, I know. But at least he got his music. At least you have music. If he gets to play halftime of the Super Bowl, we can have all James Dolan songs. Oh. That'd be pretty cool, right? But the hiring of David Fisdale, who players universally, just not Marcus All. Players universally in the NBA love him. 
Yeah, except he, for that guy. <laughs> what did he do this summer? He went and spent a week in Latvia with Kristaps Porzingis. That was a good move. I mean, that's a, him and his wife went for a vacation. There's pictures of them together. Who doesn't want to go play for this guy? He's got a great system. He takes the players. He's kind of like Greg Popovich in that, you know, I don't have a system per se that is concrete, but that my system takes what players do and I get them on the floor to maximize their potential. Players love him. The Knicks have turned the corner. They have hit rock bottom, and now they're coming back. And now suddenly New York is a destination again. Not that the Knicks and the Clippers are going to get all of these players, but when's the last time either of these teams was in the mix for any big player? None. Just the fact you're hearing their names and guys have said or intimated they want to go there, whether it's Jimmy Butler or Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker, whoever it is, tells you this team is one more offseason away from being bosses. The Clippers will be back in the thick of the playoff race near the top of the Western Conference when they get their two stars because Los Angeles and the life of the Clippers where they can have everything they love but not worry about the everyday pressure of the Lakers, that's going to be awesome. That's got Kawhi Leonard written all over it. The Knicks on the East Coast. LeBron is out of the East Coast. It's wide open. If Kyrie Irving goes from the Celtics to the Knicks, suddenly the Knicks can become favorites. The Knicks can become great very quickly. That's how fast it happens in the NBA. And these two teams... That basic losing, that basic horrendousness is done, and it's crazy to think because just four months ago, what did I tell you about the Knicks? Boy, they're two years away because Porzingis is going to be out most of all of this season. When he comes back, what's going to happen? The Knicks are a mess. They cleared it out. They hired absolutely the right guy in David Fisdale, and the Clippers have done it the right way too. Watch out. This is the let Get your licks in on these teams now because it's not going to happen in a year. Well, but it's as – the dominoes start to fall, and we hear the the rumblings of what the next free agency class is before we've tipped off even bad basketball to start the preseason, right? With like we do with the NFL, a bunch of guys that then find their way back into our our local rec leagues. Mm-hmm. That we're we're looking at the coast becoming hotbeds for potential free agents again, and I think it's a big thing for the NBA, right? Because what when the Cowboys were relevant and playing well a couple of years ago. That was good. That was good for business for the mm-hmm. NFL, right? It's good when they're really terrible because that means Jerry Jones starts talking, but when they're good, everybody sits up and pays attention. And you look at, across the league, we have certain teams, right? The Yankees getting relevant and having all these young stars come, come to power at the same time is beautiful for baseball while Boston is also still a powerhouse. So you have that rivalry going here in the NBA, as much as guys can get paid anywhere for the league to keep bouncing forward and ratings and money and, and push and, and all these players for their personal brands. You want to be in New York. Yeah. You want to be in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And that's why Brooklyn, even though, yes, might be the distant third on the proverbial medal stand in this chase, either for Butler or for any of these other players, <laughs> it's still a destination when you're looking around at, all right, A, who has cap space, and B, what's the secondary effect this has on my brand awareness and potential growth for whatever else I'm into besides playing basketball. Because as you find out, uh, and we've been talking to guy athletes in every sport for what? two decades nearly at this point. And how many guys tell you it's just what I happen to be good at? It was a means to an end. And we saw that this weekend in Buffalo. 
I'm out. <laughs> right? I'm done. I'm out. But when you're done, you've got to have a plan for what's next. And what you're finding is more and more players figuring out that next can happen while you're still on the court if you play it right. Twitter at how about a fresca if you play your cards right. You got the Knicks in the finals. Twitter at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, something in the NFL that I am deathly afraid of. Plus, shocking news out of one of the best quarterbacks in the league. We got that. This is Fox Sports Radio. What happened to Maroon 5? Hold on, hold on, hold hey, on. Maroon 5 night. They're playing the Super Bowl. They, they don't slide what? over baby well enough. No, they're not. And then they're you, requ- you requested Whoa. a different song, so I'm... Played a different song too. All I right. was waiting around some vanilla fudge. <laughs> this is the season. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, the Jason yeah. Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Yeah, that is right. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. And the Dodgers, it is over. They have beaten the Rockies again, extending their lead in the NL West. Another game. Over the Rocks. Well, this is how you celebrate. You vanquish the Rockies, and then you slide on over. <laughs> Yasiel Puig right now making a beeline, maybe taking the Mamba Chopper to get to his house. Hopefully no one's broken in tonight. He's going to dive down into that cash-stuffed mattress. Relax. <laughs> Sleeping soundly on a bed that may may not still have all his money. Take off your uniform. Dodgers now have a two and a half game lead over the Rockies in the NL West. A huge last couple of nights for the Dodgers. They try to put the finishing touches on what could be yet another NL West title. Time getting short. Look, the Rockies, the Brewers, the Cardinals, these are three teams that are rushing really right now for two spots and it's going to be difficult. I mean, you got these three teams are separated just by a couple of games. It looks like the Brewers are pulling away enough that they're going to wind up being the number one wild card team. So really, in the end, it's going to be Cardinals or Rockies. They're a game within each other, but this is going to be the big race as we come down the home stretch. Because really, you know, is is oh, are the Yankees going to have home field over the A's in their playing game? I mean, that's really not that thrilling. No, it doesn't get the job done. Here, you had just a, a phenomenal. Outing tonight from Walker Bueller. Six innings pitched, 12 strikeouts. 12, shu- 12 strikeouts into the six shutout innings. Or I should say two two runs, both unearned. One walk, three hits. Uh, getting that kind of effort. And then you always breathe a sigh of relief when you can get Kenley Jansen into the game. Obviously, his health issues have been well chronicled. Comes in, pitches a scoreless Ninth, one strikeout to finish things off. So for the Dodgers, looking to put a stranglehold uh, on the NL West once again and have everybody give a, a little bit of an exhale here in the larger Los Angeles area where we, we come from here in the Geico Studios uh, because it's been a very interesting season watching that roller coaster. I got to be honest, Mike, at this point right now, I'm a little nervous. You're nervous, I'm nervous. I'm about nervous. the Dodgers? No, You're no, nervous no, no, about no, no, the no, end no. of Fright no, Night? No, I think no. you've seen it. Yeah, look, yeah, we are right now, to pull the curtain back, we are watching Fright Night, the original Fright Night, not that remake with Colin Farrell. No, 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 the original Fright Night, which is one of the most underrated, best horror movies. It's such a unique premise. 
and it's awesome. We've never seen Fright Night. It's fantastic. Yeah, just go back, and, and for Colin Farrell, he should just go back with Brendan Gleeson. They should keep remaking In Bruges. That was his be best done. movie. That's the finest acting work he's done. Fright Night, the original, oh. Roddy McDowell getting it done. You have to have faith for the cross to work on me. Uh, I'm nervous because less than 24 hours from now, I have a distinctly bad feeling we're going to be talking about the Jets having lost to the Browns, and we're going to be interviewing drunk people in Cleveland <laughs> saying, hey, the beer fridge is open, man. We won a game for the first time in 17 years, man. It's awesome. I got a bad feeling about tomorrow. You should have a bad feeling. The, the Browns is, right now should be 2-0. and Well, I, I, I really shouldn't, though, because – and but here's, here's what, over, what overrides me on this. Obviously, week three of the NFL begins tomorrow, Jets and the Browns. And, and yes, I'm always nervous when the Jets I'm going to have, but, like, 938 prop bets in this game I, just so I can drive you nuts. I always, Hey, hey, that's a big catch for me. <laughs> I always tell you the Jets can never handle success. That's, no, the, that's, that's the point I'm worried. If they were 2-0 and coming into this game, I would say forget it. They're going to lose this game because in 40 years they can't handle success. When they start feeling good about themselves, that's it. They're cooked. Because they can never figure out a way, no matter who the coach is, no matter who the quarterback is, it doesn't matter. But they're coming to this game after a reality check, their home opener, in which, hey, boy, you made a lot of mistakes, and we can't play like that and expect to win. But all I see tomorrow, and I have this vision of Greg Williams, who's one of the most aggressive defensive coordinators in the NFL, he blitzes all the time. He's going to blitz Sam Darnold on every bleep and play. And... Granted, when you when you blitz, it's a gamble, and you know the Jets are planning for it, obviously, because that's what Greg, look, Greg Williams is, this is what I'm going to do. Now you got to figure out how I'm doing it and stop me. I Look, it happens. If you, you, you can blitz, get a couple of sacks, but then, boy, you blitz the wrong time, and suddenly that's a 75-yard touchdown. But I can see tomorrow being Greg Williams being Sam Darnold's real welcome to the NFL moment. National TV, second time around, four picks, and and the Jets lose like an 18-13 game and the Browns win. I mean, that's all that's all I can see going into this game tomorrow. I mean, granted, look, I, I know. I talked about oh, the Jets in there. It's a new era and a new age. And yes, I believe that. But there's that Jets in me that's saying they're gonna turn back into the Jets. And it's gonna happen. And it would of course it's gonna happen. And the Browns are gonna win their first game since the AFL NFL merger. Now, to be fair. Your team, for the most part, is, um, shall we say, sucked uh, in recent memory. Yes. Can we, can yes. we say that yes, here? Yes, they have. Uh, so when we put it in that regard, the fact that you keep doing everything to, to try to light the dumpster fire that has been the Cleveland Browns, be careful that the wind doesn't blow and blow, and and set yours aflame, given your recent <laughs> history, okay? You know, they, the old guy living in glass house and stones and all that kind of thing. Uh, here's the thing. The Browns are pretty good. We mock them because they, you know, still haven't won, and the beer fridge thing is a cute sure. novel concept. Sure. Uh, and Tyrod Taylor. They should be two and zero. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The record. You yeah, know, you yeah, are yeah. what your record is, and all that stuff. Unless you're not. And now you're the Jets in this growth opportunity, going on the road on a short week against a defense that's played pretty well, against a guy that you know against a rookie quarterback is going to bring the kitchen sink and going to rush him. And so what we've seen through the first couple of weeks, 
the younger quarterbacks struggling, as you would expect, against the Blitz. Sam Darnold last week, a couple of missed reads, which should have been big plays, wide open plays downfield, end zone, throwing the ball short of the goal line uh, on, on the possession. So, I mean, there, there's still a lot to be cleaned up. Running game couldn't get going. It's not getting going against this Cleveland front. So No, that's for so, damn sure, yeah. No, yeah. So, you know, Isaiah Crowell is not exactly going to be running amok. Now, if you're a contrarian in daily fantasy leagues, you will get him on the cheap, just throwing it out there. <laughs> so you want to roll the dice on a potential huge home run if you get a couple of pass interference calls and 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 short yardage opportunities there uh, for Crowell. But the the larger larger picture here is you've got a team that that's pretty solid, and so here here's the potential for that loss that may send your season spiraling, or at least you. Spiral. Yes, I will be. And we'll do it into oblivion. Gloriously here from the Geico (laughs) Studios for four hours tomorrow night. Uh, And we'll have a camera up and going. We got a periscope a little bit of it. We'll find the proper soundtrack to work under your facial expressions. It'll be great. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. In one minute, we got more NFL on the way. A different take on the most dominant story in the NFL the last 72 hours. But first, let's check in with Deb Carson to find out what's trending. D.C. Well, what is trending is Yasiel Puy. There's a fly ball. Well hit to left center field. His way back, and it's gone! A three-run pinch hit home run for Yasiel Puy. Dodgers Radio AM 570 LA Sports as the Dodgers beat the Rockies 5-2. Dodgers lead Colorado by two and a half games in the NL West. Rockies are a game and a half out of the final NL wildcard spot behind the Cardinals, who also lost. They lost to Atlanta. Braves with a 7-3 win. Atlanta's magic number to clinch the NL East is down to six. Diamondbacks crush the Cubs 9-zip, so Arizona is now five out of the final NL wildcard spot. While the Cubs lead in the Central is now just two and a half over Milwaukee. Brewers blank the Reds 7-zip. Yankees rip the Red Sox 10-1 and keep Boston from clinching the AL East. Mariners rip the Astros 9-zip. Houston's lead in the AL West is now just 4 over Oakland. The A's crush the Angels 10-zip. And Jason Kipnis with a walk-off grand slam. Indians beat the White Sox 4-1 on his 1,000th career hit. And guys, online shopping, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Jason, I hope you are confident that your Jets will show up tomorrow night against the Browns. If not, I'm calling in sick. So that's <laughs> Deb, well, you and I will we'll have know, the we'll front row time. seat of his descent into hell. Aw, <laughs> uh, poor guy. Thanks, DC. You bet. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Go to geico.com right now and just see how much you can save. We got a prediction for the uh, game that just came in. Pain. Okay, go ahead. Give it to me. Well, that's the obvious answer. Uh, UCLA Dodger Frank says uh, Browns 3-2. <laughs> the Browns are up 3 nothing. Held on to win after the Jets get that late safety 3-2. to two. Gotta love the fact that he's um, giving the Browns the opportunity to kick a field goal. <laughs> Has an NFL game ever ended 4-3? Have we ever had a 4-3 game? I don't know. We're gonna or a 4-4 or or tie? That's got to be the most That's got to be the most difficult score, right? 4-4 of a 4-4 tie? I, I don't know. It'd be that's interesting it. to see if he can win that uh, pool that way. Yeah. Right? Ah, and four is all by Let's the board. See, missing game four. scores in pro football <laughs> history. 
I think four. I don't think there's a four four. I don't think there is. Um, wow, that's kind of interesting. Uh, 356 missing scores. 2-2, 4-0, 4-2, 4-3, 4-4, and so on. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Oh. How about that? Uh, what there's been a lot of the last three days has been chatter about Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, who was disciplined, quote, by Mike Tomlin today after he showed up for practice. Remember, Antonio Brown missed practice yesterday, which was on the heels of Antonio Brown blowing up at an assistant coach in the sidelines because he wasn't getting the ball enough on Sunday walking away for his teammates, celebrating a touchdown on Sunday because he wasn't getting the ball. This on the heels of taking on two Pittsburgh area reporters, which is also on the heels of him taking on a former Pittsburgh Steelers employee on Twitter. He didn't like what was said. Oh, by the way, on the heels of a few months ago when he took on coaches for not being able to uh, get the team into a better winning position, this is what Antonio Brown has been the last few months and really the last couple of years in the NFL. But other than that, it's been pretty quiet. Oh, he's been awesome. No, look, and I've said it. The Steelers don't have the sack enough to sit him down for a game, which is what he needs because he's been enabled for his entire NFL career. Every time he does something that completely embarrasses the team, there's a conversation. Mike Tomlin sits and talks with him, and what happens? Nothing. He he was disciplined. How? We don't know. He was he practiced all day today. Jesse James had full practice. He's ready. He's 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 in the game plan. He's the game plan for our next game. So you can't tell me anything's done that's a very big deal. So all they've done is enable him. All they've done is enable him. But let's take this in a different uh, different direction because we had Jason Cole on the show last night, uh, Bleacher Report NFL Insider, and, and he said something that many people are saying about Antonio Brown. Put the phone down. Don't tweet. Put the phone down. Don't pay attention to what people are saying about you on social media. All of these things. And many people are saying that about Antonio Brown. But let's be honest, that's not realistic because 30-year-old men right now across the country are on their phones all the time. I'm on my phone all the time. I'm 47. I'm still on my phone. I get I get two minutes to not have to do anything, and, and I'm on my phone. I'm checking Facebook. I'm checking Twitter. I'm looking at other things. And, oh, okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm back to doing whatever we want to do now. Everybody's on their phone. Antonio Brown's going to be on his phone. He's going to be on social media. He's going to say things. So you're not going to stop him from that. But the one thing I would say, if I'm Mike Tomlin, and I can get into Antonio Brown's head, I would say this. Follow this, because this is what you should do if you are a public persona, if you, if you live your life publicly. Whenever you're going to tweet, and it's something that could wind up being bad, ask yourself, is this good for it? Ask yourself, <laughs> is my world okay with this tweet? Meaning, personally, professionally, if I tweet this, are there going to be problems? And if you can do that, you will stop yourself from tweeting things you shouldn't. If Antonio Brown is really upset that this former Steelers employee says, oh, Big Ben made Antonio Brown, instead of just, quote, tweeting it and writing, trade me, let's find out, which is stupid because it's just become a topic now, and the Steelers and Mike Tomlin have to deal with this crap. And Tomlin's got to get a lot of credit for dealing with crap like this all the time from all of his players. And now that's become a thing. If you still want to respond to that former Steelers employee, find a way to do it. You could do it. Just wait an extra 30 seconds. Think about something other than, hey, I'm going to light this up there. You're not in the locker room. Players have to realize when you tweet, 
you're not tweeting at somebody. You are tweeting something at someone that everybody else can see. This is not, oh, I, I, I use that word in the lot, which is what you're getting from a lot of baseball players this season. Oh, the, the language I used when I was going back and forth with friends on Twitter, I shouldn't have used racially disparaging remarks. You know, we, I was, it was a private conversation. No, it's, it's not Facebook. It's not a text message. This is Twitter. Just because you think you're just tweeting with somebody, you're not one big locker room. Twitter is a very public place. Just realize... Is this going to hurt my world? Is my world going to be okay with this tweet? And you're all right. Look, you know me. Once in a while, I like to get into it with people who you wanna, do. don't, don't like my take on something. If you have a blue check mark and you want to be snarky and be snide and jump in and try to jump on the gravy train of something that's getting attention, hey, okay, I'll come back at you. I'll, I'll give you a little bit. Of, I'll give you a little bit of space here. We can go back and forth a little bit. We try to make but, sure you don't go too far off the rails. Right. But yeah, I'm not. But I'm not going to do anything that jeopardizes and makes Fox Sports Radio look bad or anywhere sure. else I work. You know, I've been I've been taught that, and I get that my whole life. When I was at ESPN, you carry ESPN with you. When I'm at Fox, you carry Fox Sports Radio with you. When you live your life publicly, you are where you work and who you represent. And Antonio Brown's got to get that. And that's the message. Not put the phone down. Just, dude, be smart. Don't, don't post something. Don't get involved in something in the heat of battle. Think about what you want to write. Wait a few seconds. You can wait 10 seconds. You can wait 30 seconds before you realize, should I say this or should I not? And you will find your life will be a hell of a lot easier. You can still say something about that guy, but instead of saying, trade me, let's find out, whoa, say something else saying, it's too bad you're not here anymore. Did you get fired? Something like that. Boom. And suddenly, oh boy, that guy is that guy's looking for uh, a reason to, to go crawl in a hole and hide. There's many things you can do. Just be smart. Do it. Because telling people not to do it, that's not what 30-year-old men are right now. Well, your example is pretty good, too, because then you come off as petty and well, childish and to some degree. But I, I think when you look at for Antonio Brown and, and for everybody on social media, you, me, all the guys and Deb here every, at Fox Sports Radio, uh, as we go through, you got to remember, and, and everybody out there listening, just just remember that. People, whatever you write, don't necessarily know your frame of mind, the backstory, tone, tenor, and look, we're we're dripping with sarcasm in a lot of <laughs> a lot of what we do here in the in the Geico Studios. So while you may hear it in my voice, when I type it, the words look just the same. And if you're in the mind frame to hear it as an angry tweet or something that's der- derisive and dismissive. That's what you're going to have, and that's the way it goes. So when Antonio Brown goes back at the former staffer, it could be 100% in jest, kind of chuckling to himself as he's texting, walking to grab himself a cup of coffee, but it comes off as, you snotty little. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm mad. Yeah, trade me. See what happens. And and that and that's where we we get ourselves into trouble. So just (laughs) always remember that. Good for your brand. And is it good for the company? Uh, let's head to the phones for a yeah, second. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Mitchell wants to get in on Sam Darnold in Cleveland. What's up, Mitchell? Sam, Sam, Sam. What's going on, guys? What's, What's happening, up? dude? Well, first of all, I'm a diehard Packers fan, but I watched all seven rounds of NFL draft for the first time in my life. I'm 27 years old. But my key thing is, what do you guys think about if Sam Darnold went to the Cleveland Browns with a better offensive line, arguably probably one of the best wide receiver core in the NFL, and how good do you think he would be? Would he be 
maybe a, a Super Bowl contender or maybe reach the playoffs but not make it past that. Sam Darnold would have the Browns unbeaten and in the Super Bowl this season. I love this story and this question by Mitchell because, you know, it's not true because we have him. So I could, yeah, he'll be in the Super Bowl this year. Look, the Browns should have taken Sam Darnold. They're going to real, we talk about the Giants all the time, how much they're going to rue not taking Sam Darnold because they live in the same city. They've given the Jets all this publicity. But man, the Cleveland Browns, they were the first team to say, no, 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 we like Baker Mayfield's swagger because he grabs himself and he's. Sure of himself. Yeah, we like that. I'll tell you, they're gonna be they're gonna be ruining not taking Sam Darnold too. That's how it's gonna go, Mike Harmon. Yeah, it, it's gonna be an interesting night tomorrow night to see what's <laughs> how this plays out. Because if if we can already write the storylines with the Giants and Saquon Barkley and how many millions of words have been thrown about on the the printed page and on sports talk radio and television. Uh, just imagine tomorrow, mm. just say Tyrod Taylor is ineffective or gets hurt, and all of a sudden Baker Mayfield's in and we get these two together. Worlds collide. Oh. We're going to go back to that old graphic with the helmets colliding. <laughs> and boom, <laughs> look what we have. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, we got a play in the night, and you're not going to believe who is mad at us after our show from last night. Shocking. Just one? Uh, well, no, it's a chain who is mad at us. Is it the turnover chain? It's not the turnover the chain. Or the turnover thrown or is the turnover Is it the chain from, by Fleetwood Mac? Not the, it's not the chain gang. It's not... Uh, Back on the chain gang? No, no, we're not. And it's not uh, Allison Chains. It, it's not that. It's a chain that is mad at us. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Let it breathe. Why are you dancing? (laughs) Get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive. It's simple. Plug in Snapshot, drive, and earn discounts for safe driving. Save more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Play of the night coming your way in less than five minutes, and boy, is it some crazy play of the night. But remember, when you're hiring, You don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Uh, before we get to the play of the night, just just want to say this one thing here. Want to end on a on a fun, positive, uplifting, fun note. But of course, uh, Mark Cuban, no discipline from the NBA today, despite the fact he kept a known domestic abuser on the Mavericks staff, saying, "Hey, I wanted to keep an eye on him, so I kept him around rather than firing him." The NBA has decided no punishment for him. He's going to give ten million dollars to help foster better relationships, battered women, he's going to do this. I'm sorry, but Mark Cuban and Adam Silver both suck. Mark Cuban can't keep running the Dallas Mavericks with nothing going on when he is admitted that he employed a domestic abuser, a two-time 
domestic abuser. And still Adam Silver let him continue to run the team and now gives him no punishment other than a strongly worded, oh, we're disappointed with the culture that's being run with Dallas. You wonder why women won't come forward with any sexual assault allegations. You wonder why they have trouble coming forward. This is your shining example right now. Mark Cuban and Adam Silver still suck about all of this. The different, I, I don't even know how to describe it I, and, and put it in its synopsis. The the number of things that were uncovered in this investigation, uh, the number of people they talked to and, and the incidences that are chronicled here, uh, abhorrent behavior. And for all of it, Mark Cuban's response was just, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. When yeah, his no, whole that's brand, a lie. When his whole that's brand was about knowing all and knowing the the goings-on in the offices and then saying, well, I didn't pay enough attention to this side of the business because I was doing this, or you add in Shark Tank, other responsibilities and, and everything else, that it's, there's just too much to go into detail at, at this juncture uh, related to a, a couple of the individuals. Rachel Nichols on, on the jump had an Adam for the interview, and while he looked remorseful at times and, and voices cracking, the fact of the matter is she asked point blank towards the end of the interview, at any point did Adam Silver ask you uh, and, and tell you that you needed to sell your team? He said no. Uh, and he said, well, and I wouldn't do that myself either because I'm not running away from problems or things that I've done and whatever. So uh, $10 million, it's a nice investment in, in trying to help things and, and certainly to foster that communication and, and try to create some healing and education, uh, but very little on the, the grand scale to address the problems of that went on in that organization. Uh, people who are upset with us and happy with us. First, okay. upset with us, Smashburger. Oh. We did our fantasy draft cheeseburger rankings yesterday. Sure. The top 10 picks in a 10-team fantasy cheeseburger draft because yesterday was National Cheeseburger Day. Now, to be fair, we did not do two weeks of you know going no. cheeseburger to cheeseburger. No, and, no, no, we didn't. I mean, we, we could have. I don't know that but, gastronomic, uh, that's a good move. We, we didn't put Smashburger in our top five overall picks. Smashburger tweeted at me today, hey, what's up with that? Oh. They're very upset. Did they did they say it like Keenan Thompson? <laughs> but you know who's happy with us? Who is? Yasiel Puig. Because we spoke his home run tonight into existence, and that is our play of the night. There's a fly ball. Well hit to left center field. It's way back, and it's gone! The three-run pinch hit home run for Yasiel Puig. Flexing his muscles as he rounds third and hits for home. We spoke it, and it happened. Charlie Steiner, AM570 on the call. Great news. Here's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. From Mike, I'm Jason. Ben Maller's next. We'll talk tomorrow after Jets-Browns. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. 
Sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.